So Jacqueline, how was your weekend? I mean, it's still the weekend, but that was the first half of your weekend. I'm so tired. Me too. What'd you do? I, well, no, I worked five days in a row, six oh. days this week, and then had to squeeze in seeing the movie, but it's okay because I have a venti shaken espresso. Oh, who's talking to me? Wow. Maybe uh, <laughs> mute that shit, homie. I'm sorry. Well, actually, no, it's all good. Actually, that reminded me. I'm Mine was on vibrate, so it probably would have been. A bzz, bzz. And it's funny. It's Jonah saying, I know you're recording. <laughs> but just thanks, but Jonah. Message me anyway. Ding. He thought you had it on vibrate or silent. He trusted you. No, I had to have it on loud in case my dad calls me and I'm not awake. As I was saying, I'm ready. I am in the mood to talk about Halloween because I have my venti shaken espresso with an extra shot and pumpkin sludge and pumpkin foam. And I'm so happy. Today's episode sponsored by Starbucks. Yeah. Right? Please give me money. I, you can hear the gusto I've said it with, but you're not <laughs> going to get the sponsorship specifically because of me. They're going to be like, yeah, she seemed interested, but the other guy, I don't know, he seemed condescending. <laughs> like he's not really all with it. I don't drink coffee. drink coffee. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I like hot chocolate. <laughs> Just I'm not a coffee person. Sorry. Not sorry. Actually, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you like, whatever. But mm-hmm. you're boring. And I love my coffee and I love my pumpkin spice latte. And I love, I love the shaken espresso. Actually, no, that's just fair. So a lot of people like it. So it's I can't good. really hate on it. I can't hate, my sister likes it too. I can't hate on it. I'm just being, I don't know, contrarian for no reason. Do you like pumpkin pie? Yeah. Especially if you okay. put some like whipped cream on the top. Do you like pumpkin bread or a pumpkin yes. muffin? Yes. See, so. That's what I said. I, I'm just being a dick because I don't drink pumpkin spice coffee. And that's yeah. this is tis the season. So how many times did you watch Halloween Kills? Only the one time. Uh, but I'm I, I the was, one time. Yeah. I'm, oh, my God. The one time. Listen, I was busy. I hung out with some friends and got my costume or part of my costume stuff for Halloween. Oh, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm going to be Mario, but it's going to be a, a different take on Mario. So not the is usual it zombie Mario. No. Is it no. sexy Mario? Obviously, whatever I do is going to be sexy, Mario. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we're making a theme so it's not just me. We're going to have a Luigi, a Yoshi, a Peach, a Daisy. So, yeah, there's going to be a few of us. Look at you having friends. I know it's weird. But yeah, so we're doing that theme. So I was getting to thrift store and some other couple shops to do that sort of thing. Uh, and then I went to Wizard World yesterday. Uh, oh. So that was, yeah, that's why. I, and that was kind of last minute not really a little bit of both but it was really fun had a great time thank you courtney she's the one who invited uh, our friends to go and got us to go which was great it was so much fun so yeah i'm sorry i was busy for like <laughs> once i know normally i'm a super free man i was busy how many times did you watch halloween kills jacqueline i put it on when i got home after we had our chat and then i watched it yesterday and i watched it this morning me four times well uh you're more knowledgeable so good that's good though Uh, (laughs) i've got a good memory i will say i fell asleep uh last night but i did watch like the first half it's like three and a half times that that's that's hey that's still good so halloween kills yeah it does do you want to add in a sound effect there like (laughs) 
Because otherwise it's just I've leave the peers seconds it. of silence. <laughs> I've been saying that every time someone says the title since I've seen the movie. All right. So uh, whether you've listened to our mini sode where we discussed our first impressions or not, uh, let's jump into it. What's your initial thoughts? Or do you just want to go from beginning to end, kind of breaking down Halloween kills, which, as you said, it does. I, I think, yeah, Michael Myers kills. That's he kills a lot. I was on a website the day Halloween kills came out mm-hmm. and it had a list of all of the Halloween movies, canon or not, and the list of kills that they had. Oh, like, nice. It was pretty intense and like like an intense list. Yeah, I get what you mean. Very detailed. And if it was on screen or off screen, let me see if I can find that website again, because it was before the movie had come out. So mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't have all of that. Was it okay. anything to do with dead meat? Because I know I've seen he's a YouTuber. Fantastic. I believe James no, Agenese. It's like a way does. He's, oh, OK, I just know. Uh, if you are interested in horror and like kill counts, he does these kill count videos on YouTube. They're great. Going through us, it's all on, you know, Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th, all that stuff. Fantastic series, really in depth. I enjoy it. This even has the novels listed on here. Oh, snap. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you're going to have to send me that link at some point because that could come in handy. Yeah. In the comics. Okay. Oh, it doesn't have this one on there. <laughs> But it has 2018. It's too soon. Whoever updates that didn't do it within the last like three days. (laughs) So sue them. They took the weekend off. I'm just asking, you know. I know. I'm just giving you shit. Halloween 2018 apparently had 16 kills. That's more than I thought he'd had. But it makes. Oh, I got. No, I forgot that that initial run where he walks through the block. He, He gets a bunch of those kills off there. So that makes sense. This one, uh, from what I heard, had the most kills and the most gore of the franchise, if what I heard was correct. According to Screen Rant, Halloween Kills has a massive kill count and John Carpenter loves it. That was from last year when it was originally going to be released. The amount of people that he is taking down in this movie makes the flashbacks seem a little ridiculous. And we understand, you know, in the 1978 one, and well, the flashbacks referencing that he... Mm-hmm. Had what three victims? I thought he had more, but in this move film, I I believe he kept saying, "Oh, they say three teens." They mm-hmm. were just talking to the area. They're not counting. They're not counting the people after the fact. Gotcha. So, and they're they're probably also not counting like the guy he he got the jumpsuit from. He like killed that guy. He's an off screen death. I don't think they count the dogs. I was counting dogs. That makes sense. I had some extra points there. Okay, so when I watched it on Peacock, and I might just be dumb. That's fine. Why are my captions so tiny? My captions are microscopic. Is there a setting you can change? I thought I could. You have to like go in and mess around with it. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Okay. So I was like straining to see. But when the movie opens, there's I'm thankful for my teeny tiny captions because then that's how I knew that it was Allison screaming and Karen screaming mom and then Sartain talking in the beginning. Oh, I missed that. Okay. 
I didn't catch that, which is why I love to watch movies with captions. Same. It's necessary, I think. So the way that this film starts out is a little back and forth because it's kind of before we left off, I think, technically. it's It all takes place on Halloween night 2018. Yeah. The beginning of the film doesn't pick up with the Strode women in the back of the truck. It goes back uh, uh, just enough uh, so we find Cameron... Allison's ex-boyfriend. Uh, we don't know either way they had that fight walking along trying to call her. And he finds Hawkins alive. My boy survived. I was if, yes. If you listen to our mini episode, you already know <laughs> I was quite stoked for this. But I'm gonna say it again. Hell yeah, I thought they did him dirty in the first one. Because I didn't Sartain like check him and said he was dead or something. But, you know, Sartain sucked. Like I said, I still don't think he was a real doctor. I don't think he checked him. He just wanted dead. He was too busy going for the mask that he wanted to try on. Cameron finds him and calls for help. And with the blood gurgling out of the side oh. of his neck, oh, yeah. he says, Isn't it like he has to die or it has to he die? He needs to die. And I'm the one that's going to get him. Oh, well, of course, Michael doesn't die then in this movie because Hawkins <laughs> says he's going to be the one to do it. And he's lying half fucking dead on the floor. Right there, I, I would like to stop and just talk mm -hmm. about uh, an issue I had that doesn't have to, it has to do with the film. It's a bit meta. So one of the things that you and I discuss is middle films in a trilogy and sometimes yeah. how their place, it may not have a place. Sometimes it's not necessary. Sometimes it's there to pad it. It could have been two stories. Knowing that even before this film came out, there was going to be one more film called Halloween Ends. It killed a lot of the tension. I don't see them successfully getting rid of Michael in this film. No. So it literally just means, okay, so the bad guy, it just, I never feared any of the real obstacles they put up in front of him. I just figured, okay, no matter how bad it got, he's still going to be okay. And again, it isn't the fault of the movie if this had just been halloween kills and we saw it and then we got the ending i might have been like oh okay but having it had been announced i don't know it took a lot of that from me especially now looking at the overall film and wondering not what's the point because i enjoyed it but i guess the point from like the story plot perspective like what purpose did it fill and i wonder if it was a different time like if it wasn't the 2020s, would we know as much as we do? Because look at Marvel movies, for instance, these people sign contracts. Everyone knows that they're in for a X amount of movie deal. So they know, well, this character is not going to die because they signed a, a movie contract for like five movies and a TV show. And so many people know so many intricacies. Mm hmm that it does kind of ruin some of the suspension mm -hmm. that we could have. Because you generally think, okay, if this person signed on for six films, they're not going to get killed. It, well, or if they die in the third film, they're coming back as a ghost or coming back in two, three films somehow. No, I understand that. For this one, especially because of COVID kind of halting when this movie came out, We've had so much time to think about it. And we've known Halloween Ends was the name of the last film for a while. It's not like that got announced after this movie came out. I do also like your point about the time just we're in, because if this had been in the 80s or 70s, you know, you might not you have wouldn't heard know anything. It, exactly. <laughs> unless you were like really looking into it. But without the Internet. With a quick Google search, apparently in July 2019, the film was announced along 
So Halloween Kills was announced with a direct sequel titled Halloween Ends. Okay, so they announced them both at once. Like we knew a Halloween movie was going to come. Even if they announced a sequel, they didn't need to say that it was going to be Halloween Ends. I just don't think that was really beneficial to anyone. They could have dropped that now like after this movie came out, but we're not the ones making the marketing money. So what do we know? I went to see it because I mean, it's Halloween. Uh, I love the franchise and we're, you know, we're talking about it. So it made yeah. sense. So saying there's a third one, I know he's going to live through this one. So I'm just like, okay, well they can slow him down and he's going to kill people, but they can add in some stuff, but it seems like it's just waiting for the final sequel like this is just set up for the the third act yeah they had to eliminate some characters and keep some characters in this and i feel like that was the major they needed to trim but they added in a lot of characters that they then trimmed so but yeah like how many of them are now (laughs) gone so i mentioned the flashback three minutes and 20 seconds in we start the flashback and we stay in that flashback until 12 minutes and 30 seconds in. You you timed it? You yep. Awesome. Badass. <laughs> so it's like nine minutes and 10 seconds. And this is one of uh, mm-hmm. at least two flashbacks because it, it comes back later where we get more. I think there's three, three. Hawkins flashbacks. I th- all the flashbacks generally center on Hawkins, if I was correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, the events of that night, but specifically how it affected him. And mm-hmm. his partner. I was very excited when it popped up at first. I'm not going to lie. It was like, oh, it's OG Halloween 1978. Uh, the cops are, are trying to track down Michael. They, they even mention, yeah, Loomis he said he shot him like six times and he walked away, blah, blah. They're looking for him. I also I'm calling putting it in here just so Jacqueline's not the only one that hears this. Um, they, <laughs> they show a shot of Haddonfield. And there's this really nice radio tower, like it's all in the distance. <laughs> it did not get used in this film, but the way that they're running it, I'm calling it's getting used in the last one. It's going to be important. I mean, why if they do this big establishing shot of Haddonfield that we've never seen before? I don't know. It just stuck out to me. Something's going to happen there or I'll give Jacqueline I'll buy her coffee. There you, there you go. I'll get you one of your fancy Starbucks coffees. Otherwise, you got to get me a, a hot chocolate from Starbucks. There we, that's All like right. hot chocolate v coffee. Uh, Hawkins says it first <sighs> when he's looking the... out over the distance uh, and he says Haddonfield. <laughs> Nothing ever. What was it? Nothing. The small town. Nothing crazy and exciting ever happens here or whatever. And his then, partner repeats it. So five soon. minutes later. So soon. Right before As he, dies. he says that he says that in the footsteps of Michael Myers in Judith Myers room. So they we have this establishing shot, right? Haddonfield. They're like, oh, nothing crazy happens here. Then, you know, they're looking for Michael and they're like, oh, well, hey, maybe we should check all his old house. Okay. They go to his house, which uh, if you we've mentioned the original, uh, Michael is definitely there. And they they find the dead dog. Sad face. But I saw that coming. Is that a new dead dog? No, I think that's the same room that Loomis found it in the first in the original. I believe that is the same dead dog because that was when it was that night Loomis was looking for him. So same they find the same dog that Loomis found. And I feel like they put that in there like, ha, continuity. We didn't forget. We knew what Michael (laughs) did. And they go upstairs. They're checking the house. Oh, there's a a hair bang upstairs. And they go to check it out. They separate for stupid reasons. Hawkins partner goes 
and looks out the window in the room, as, as Jacqueline said, of Judith Myers. He looks out the window. I believe that's all in the same bedroom, Judith Myers' bedroom, where she got murdered. And I think that's going to be something that they're trying to make important. That is, mm-hmm. we can discuss that, but the whole standing in that spot and staring at your reflection. Yeah, is maybe he something. wasn't looking out. Maybe he was looking, looking within. Yeah, <laughs> but he's hey, so he looks out. The partner has been in Haddonfield, and it seems like Hawkins wasn't from there just by the way that they talk. Or Hawkins seemed like he was more of a rookie. Well, he's definitely a rookie. They call him rookie at one point. But that guy knew Michael. His mom forced him to like play with him as a kid. You're right. And Hawkins says, oh, was he one of those kids that was like pulling wings off butterflies? And he says, no, not that I ever saw but he would stand in his sister's room and stare out all the time. And I always wondered what he was looking at. And that's what leads up to them looking over Haddonfield as a whole before they go to the Myers Ah. house. Man, when he looks and there's so many little instances that are playing again and again. So when Hawkins is first chasing Michael, they're not very subtle about some of these things, but yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) Did you get it? Did you see what we did there? (laughs) There's the footsteps in the ground on the ground and they're like bloody footprints and he touches it and he looks up and he's like, he disappeared. And then when he goes to the house, the partner sees the footprints on the floor in this dusty ass house. He's just okay with this. He's not a little bit more cautious. See, I forgot exactly how much time uh, between when he noticed that there were footprints there. And I thought like within a second or two, Michael popped out and was like, surprise, motherfucker, and starts choking him. He looks at them. And then that's when he looks out the window. I could be wrong. Oh, no. I, I'm right. Hey, you, you've um, seen this movie two and a half <laughs> times more than I have. No, three and a half. Then Michael pops out full force. Like he is fast. I feel like that's the fastest I've ever seen him move. It is pretty fast. And I think he's done it in some of the other movies. Normally he's got that slow and steady wins the race always, but sometimes he can pop out. And yeah, that one, he straight up charged him. And it's like hand to hand combat right now with that. He doesn't have a weapon, right? He's he's strangling him. Yeah. I recall he has that, but you know, he doesn't have the knife. He's not getting stabby. He's getting choky. And that's when Hawkins comes up. You just know it's not going to be a good time. Because Michael's pretty much got Officer Pete. He's choking him from behind now. So Michael's got his back to the window. And then Hawkins enters from the door. And he's seeing his friend get choked. Do they show? I, and this is because I know there's like three flashbacks. Is this the one where yeah. he actually pulls the trigger? Yes. I think so. So they show it in the first one. I couldn't remember. That was the only thing. What ends up happening is, I mean, uh, the guy tells him to shoot Michael and Hawkins shoots, misses and shoots his partner in the neck. Yeah. uh, Essentially killing his own partner. Now, I'm not saying I could have survived this night, this 1978 night or 2018 night. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I would have done things a little differently here and there. In this instance... What would you have done? Would you have just been like, I'm a better shot? <laughs> like I would have. Been no, able to do uh, it. because honestly, when he even aimed that high, I was like, oh, my God, that dude's like a human shield. Are you a crack shot? I feel like I don't know. Move around, maybe try and shoot a leg. He was holding the flashlight and the gun flashlight in one hand, gun in the other. Not good. I think he should have just charged them both out the window. Then all the cops were on the ground already. I would have won for a leg shot later. Oh, well, later they show. 
that all the cops are outside. That's in the yeah. other flashback. We spend a lot of time in the past in Halloween Kills. I'm okay with some of it. I think some of it could have been trimmed. I think a good set of this part could have been trimmed. Then it leaves this. I think it leaves right then. And then when it comes back later we is get when the Loomis ex- comes in and we get all the other information yep we do because later on we get a digitally a no, digital loom no what no what? that's not digital that's a person that's tom jones jr it's his what? face and it is the the voice guy from 2018 okay because I, I figured doing the voice. loomis wait so it's an actual person. No CGI. They get a person. They edit the. F- no, but they didn't. That's that's a, that is a human man that looks like. The- Holy fuck. I was like, I was going to say that we get a digital like DH version of Loomis. And I was going to say, even though it wasn't 100 percent, it wasn't Uncanny Valley. And I was like, plus they put him in the dark. And I was like, that's the best way to hide some of that stuff. So apparently there exists out there two people that when combined make Dr. Loomis <laughs> in our current state. Uh, just we just <laughs> need that one guy's voice and the other guy's body. That's it. And we have Dr. Loomis because that was spot on. Yeah. So this guy, Tom Jones Jr., this is his first acting credit. He's a construction coordinator. He worked on The Abyss, The Conjurings and the Swamp Thing series. This is all uh, what I got from Screen Rant. He looks very much like him. But when I saw him, I was like, his head's a little bit rounder than I remember. I attributed that just to some, you know, polishing yeah. up stuff. And I thought overall, hey, that's pretty dang good. Yesterday, I went out to eat with some friends and we were chatting about they were my friends that were also at the movie mm-hmm. with us. Well, that was funny. We bought tickets separately. We had no idea that we were all going. And it turns out they were in the same theater, same time, same freaking row but we were talking about the movie and he said cgi and i was like oh i wonder if they use that same guy's voice turns out it wasn't even cgi so i thought that was pretty cool from this we stay in 1978 and we get to see lonnie who we all thought was a bully but now we learn he was getting bullied by the mulvaney's those kids are shits so maybe they bullied him and then he bullied tommy well now apparently they're friends so I don't know. Well, I think that's just trauma bonding. But I'm going to put top trauma in quotes for um for uh, Lonnie. <laughs> We're going to be so mean. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm normally pretty sympathetic. You are. You're the sympathetic one out of the two of us. But I had a face to face encounter. You tripped over yourself and he looked at you. And then when you hid your face, he walked to his house because he wasn't interested in you. Yeah, I get being scared, but. Now you're in like the trauma group with the people who actually were like with the getting murdered and like watching people get murdered and running for your life. Oh, I don't want to take that away from you. But like, damn, I saw him across the street and I never recovered. No, he stood at like his feet. But again, was it really him? Now, I know, I think I talked about this in our little mini-sode. You still had this theory that it's not Michael. (laughs) I think that he could have been just scared and seeing something that wasn't even there. Or like, so you're saying Lonnie's straight up just tripping. He didn't even see the real Michael. He just tripped and was like, ah, I saw Michael, but no one was there. Or like in Halloween 2, the original sequel, there's a guy that's dressed up just like Michael Myers and they think it's him and then he ends up blowing up essentially. <laughs> With a cop, you know, pinned in between a cop car and a van. Was yep. it an ambulance van too? Either way, that I think cop, it was. Well, that cop. Wait, wasn't that um <clears throat> the cop that technically runs it down? Wasn't that the character uh, in this one? 
the bracket bracket. Yeah. I thought he was trying to get vengeance for his daughter in that one. So he went on a well, little, he was there, but I don't think it was okay. him. I think it was someone else. And acting then, for him because they they that's like they that was an intentional i uh, i don't think so when's the last time you watched halloween 2 david okay you know what if i wasn't really busy with stuff to do actually <laughs> yeah, right no, today i'm just I curious because i think you have a few details from halloween 2 wrong but I've, that's just me no 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 you know i could be wrong and you have you saw this also like fucking last week oh i'm actually yeah. gonna watch a clip right now halloween 2 um crash okay so it wasn't bracket i'm sorry okay so i've just watched that clip and i'm wrong mm-hmm. jefflin is correct well so loomis was chasing him trying to shoot him bracket was trying to stop him because apparently everyone's just maybe bracket didn't know about his daughter at that point i can't remember in, in part two he finds out. i think he i think he finds out right after that, that because the sense. other cop comes up and he's like and okay. it was one of them okay well, at this, yeah, okay. Think- and then the cop that ran him down did not do it on purpose. It's just that the guy was walking down the street and the cop hit him. And he's like, oh, he came out of nowhere. So I stand corrected. I'm sorry, everybody. And then the person that dies that's hit by the car, rammed into the van, burned to death in explosion is Bennett Tramer. Who was that that Lori had a crush on? Not Bennett. Let me tell the you that. Briar- was it Brian? No, it was like Steven or something. Wait, okay, who did who did it? Lori Strode crush Halloween? Ben Tramer. Hmm, I thought it was Steven or something. Am I crazy? Maybe I was wrong uh, then. I think this one might be one where I beat you because I'm looking up. This is on the Halloween movie fandom page. Yeah, they tried to set him up with Ben Tramer. That's who they were talking about on the phone. Mm-hmm. So Ben Tramer and she's like, no, don't tell him. So Ben Tramer is definitely who she liked. Well, yeah, Bennett Tramer. It's short Ben. So that's, oh, yeah. that is him. We're one on one now. We canceled right. out. So they really just got punched Lori in part two. Remember all your friends? They're dead. Oh, remember that guy you like? Well, he got killed by accident. Also, mm-hmm. your brother's a serial killer. And then here's another thing. Blumhouse apparently tweeted in 2020 that that Karen's dad is just some guy Lori met at a bar. She doesn't even remember his name. So while you bring that up, I remember Jacqueline's original theory. Uh, Hopes. Hope was that at some point Karen's father, a.k.a. Uh, Lori Strode's once love maybe may come and rescue come to, to save the day now when we had that little later on in the movie there's a scene with hawkins and uh Lori, and they're talking about how they there could have been something there and at first i thought what if hawkins was the dad but it's implied that they just had a kiss isn't what that hawkins said he wanted it to be more could just be whoever uh, wrote the wikipedia for halloween kills didn't actually see the movie while Lori and hawkins awake and reminisce about their former relationship dash Hawkins is implied to be Karen's biological father. I thought that up until he said, I wanted more. Yeah. You, it was just, they just held hands or something. The way that she opens up that conversation, she says, like, remember that night at the bar? And I, that I looked and- at you and I was all like, Karen's <laughs> like, that's the father. He's the father. 
but no. According to the Wikipedia summary for ho- a plot summary for Halloween Kills that he's implied to be your father. I, I didn't get that. I call shenanigans unless there's yeah. some cut that they saw <laughs> that we did not that see. we did not. It seemed pretty implicit that they held hands and he, he said he wanted more, but never went more. The holding hands is not how babies are made or I'm in trouble. <laughs> Don't they say that like she was too messed up? Like I just couldn't back then or something like that. I think is also said. So the flashback does end with him lying to his dying partner that they did get him, that they did kill Michael. Okay. That's where it ends. And then, yeah, we're at 12 minutes and 30 seconds into the movie. And that's when we get into the opening credits. Can you remind me, though? So after he pops his partner in the neck... And he's bleeding out. Where does, does Michael just peace out? Like, okay. Because I know. Yeah, I, he I just feel walks like the, down the stairs. I, I think, okay, that's actually what happens, right? And Hawkins <laughs> is like, oh, I'll chase him. Oh, wait, I shot my partner. And that's when yeah. he's like, we got him, bro. He doesn't say that. But he exactly. doesn't even like apply pressure to the wound. That was he's something like, I was thinking. You were saying that. But I also thought like, you should try and stem the something but instead it's like i get it's the neck even though it's looking really bad you don't want to just say well that looks bad so i'm not even gonna try dude i get he feels responsible but you know what now he is responsible because then he just let it go wait so he shot his partner in the neck and he Uh, got stabbed in the neck karma or like how laurie got stabbed in the shoulder then she stabbed michael in the shoulder I'm seeing a lot of circular destiny, fate. I'm coming back to fate, baby. <laughs> I thought we were leaving that. <laughs> no, but, we are. I think this one almost did the opposite of that. Which was funny because in 2018, they really tried to push it. And then now I don't feel like that anymore. Which is why I feel a little confused at times. Like, what, what's the message here? What's exactly? the? I'm really wondering what bigger questions they're going to be asking in Halloween ends because that seems to be the way this is going because initially it was okay we're talking the Strodes we're talking their family trauma the generational trauma that's being passed down because of Michael Myers but now we're getting it opened up a little bit and seeing the effects that this is having on Haddonfield as a whole Mm -hmm. and And the other past victims and how that uh the mob uh, mentality yeah another theme in this one and I feel it was a little heavy handed. I see what they did. It just felt there were I think there were even times when I looked at you in that mob scene and I said, man, they all got riled up like real fast. I mean, I get it. But like, yeah, they were they were frothing at the mouths real quick. I was like, it did not take much to get them going. We're jumping ahead a little bit. (laughs) We are. We we get our opening credits. A lot of flaming jack-o'-lanterns. I'm in love with it. That was so good. I was down with the the burning and it made sense because, you know, Michael getting roasted. But then we open up to the bar, mix bar. And did you notice on the little tip jar, it says love lives today. And this is what Tommy puts money into before he leaves. So evil dies tonight. Yeah. Is a rip. I hated it. (laughs) Oh, so that's what did he say? I actually don't like the evil dies tonight line. It just seemed very. Got said way too much. Yeah. And it and was like cheesy. They, and yeah, it was like, hey, I, I found the slogan and repeated it. It works, right? And I think, didn't they use it for the tagline of the movie or Evil Dies Tonight? Something. No idea on that one. <sighs> Does oh. he actually say, so it says it on the jar. Does he actually say it out loud? Because I know he put something in there mm-hmm. and said something and I didn't catch it in the theater. So is that what he said? Did he say peace? Love lives today. Love lives and today. And then Evil Dies Tonight. 
but it may not have been him that says that as he's putting the money in. I'm a little fuzzy, but Marion, the nurse says it ah. as he's walking out the door. So I don't know if she's repeating him or what. It's probably putting a little bit of the the hammer on the nail. Like, hey, when I missed it, uh, and that's why I like. Yeah, it uh, shows captions. it in the beginning and then it shows it as he's leaving. He like shoves money in there. We get this couple, husband and wife. They're dressed as a nurse and doctor. And she's trying to hype him up like you can't let your your job be shitty to you. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Next time I'll stand up for myself. Well, let me tell you, spoiler alert, he won't get that chance. Yeah, he also I mean, did he he kind of stood up. Yeah, in a way he took a, a long ass fucking time to try to stand up for himself. And then later to Michael, I mean, mm-hmm. guys. but he doesn't do a good job, really. There are these people that are behind him that are being a little loud. The camera work does a good job on not showing who they are. It never shows them from the neck up. It only because the seats of the couple. And it's like blurred. Right. When you do get to see like a little bit of Marion's face. That's her name, right? Marion. I that sounds correct. If the old uh, the old the nurse I lady. say old, but I just mean because she's literally the same nurse uh, from the original 1978. So when I say old, I just mean like that's legit. Yep, Marion Chambers, retired former assistant to Dr. Sam Loomis. Yeah, so she was his assistant. <clears throat> yeah, she was the one. Oh yeah, in I the car she, at first, which we do get an homage to later, Ex- uh, like an exact. It shows that scene. It shows the part where Michael like reaches into the car to like grab her. But I mean, and then he also smashes. The, but then the original it look. actually happens. That's what I mean. Later. They're like, hey, re- this is where she's from. And then it happens again. But we find out that that is that's the OG crew. The group that was being too too rowdy. Lonnie and Anthony Michael Hall, who is now Tommy Doyle. You yeah. original Lindsay and the original Marion. And they're just hanging out, having some champagne and whatnot. Commemorating and... the 40 year anniversary of the day. Like three of them were almost killed and one of them <laughs> fell down in front of Michael Myers. <laughs> Sorry. We had and, Tommy and, and uh... yeah, they're hanging out at this bar and there's like a little open mic happening. And then Lonnie goes up and says, yeah, this guy, I used to used to bully him a little bit as a kid, give him a hard time. But now, you know, we're homies and he's really good at bird whistling. And then Tommy, Anthony Michael Hall comes up and I don't want to shit on him giving his little speech, his talk shit about the boogeyman. Because I honestly had feelings. <laughs> so if you don't do it, I'm going to. All and right. I love I love him. Great actor. Yeah. But his shit on character it. was very one note. And he uh, was like, do you guys remember the story? The, isn't that the, the term a flat character? He's yes. literally got one purpose. Be angry at Michael. Yes. <laughs> that is his, that's the Tommy Doyle. He says, do you all remember the story of the Haddonfield boogeyman? Uh, no, don't remember. Too drunk to remember. Well, I'm going to tell you the story. And he talks about it and how the people died. And we have little flashbacks of the characters as he goes through it. And he, what does he say? Hold on. Oh, yeah. I hate 
as he was up there talking about it and everyone's listening, no one's like, they're very into what he's saying. I wonder, does he do this every year or just like on the milestone anniversaries, like okay. every 10 years, every Thank five you. years? Thank you. Because I, I considered <laughs> that now I know this was, if this was 2018, this was the 40 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, maybe that, but it just, the way he had it rehearsed, or at least yeah. he seemed to know exactly. All right. I'm going to tell you this story. That seems Lonnie that calls him many- a thespian. So maybe he's just very good at right? acting. Maybe that's his I, thing. I missed that, that little damn. Okay. I remember the bird calling. I missed the thespian part. Fair <laughs> enough. So maybe he is just good at his storytelling. But it, it, I, I guess the reason I'm also with you on that point, though, is because later, uh, or maybe it was a little before we actually found out who they were. Someone mentions something, and the bartender. The bartender. Says, he's but and the bartender informs him like, "Hey, those are you know like the the victims of Michael Myers." There's like something like he plays some sort of. Not in a negative way, but he's like, they come in here every year is how yeah, he said don't it mind them. Time. Yeah, like, Kinda you know, let them do their thing. they've got their trauma, let them do, you know, but he said they come in here every year, which made me think like, well, every year they have on that anniversary. So like, has he done it before? It just did seem, yeah. I don't know, but I'm with you on that. But knowing it was he's a little supposed strange, melange, but he also says, and we will not succumb to fear. Now, uh, those that, words are very interesting. Uh, those were the writer's words, not Tommy's words, is what oh, I well, think. Oh, well, no shit. But I but mean, you're supposed to make them out. Tommy's words, but they're clearly not. But hear me out. So he says that. Let me tell you, that mob mentality, that's fear. Wait, so All right, that's wait, not brave. I'm writing down this down uh, theme fear because that is one or fear and how we deal with it and how it. That's literally fucking. That's literally in the the final Lori. That's what I was. Movie. I have it all written down. Dude. Don't Go even ahead. worry about it. I got it all written yeah, down. I I have but... it. I I looked it up. I got the quotes, and I was like, yep. Jesus. I I, I wonder movie. what the theme is. <laughs> oh, so all those characters saying, "Oh, thanks." I didn't get it the first ten times. <laughs> but I just don't like. This is not bravery to me. There are points where I do see bravery. Yeah. But that doesn't come until much later. And I my big question is, why do they all still fucking live here? <laughs> uh, I could have left. Well, they man, I was going to say they weren't uh, they didn't let it define them. But then it seems as though Tommy has exactly <laughs> I, I said I was was yeah and then i thought about it for a half second i went no actually tommy completely lets it define him because that's what he's all about this whole film Mm -hmm. is about taking it back and laurie you protected me that night i'm gonna protect you yeah it's like and he like okay i understand maybe bracket not leaving because his daughter died there and he was still the he was a cop so maybe he thinks like i'll be here so if anything one. ever happens again, like mm-hmm. I'll be here for it. So him, I can, I can be fine, but not, I don't know. I, I was going to say, but yeah, maybe he only lets it define him on the, the, the anniversary. Then it's yeah, or whenever that. he's drinking. 
they Who weren't knows? in a bar drinking. So, I mean, considering this movie takes place in the span of a few hours, he could actually be like drunk. <laughs> no, he drives his car without. He seems not drunk. He just seems enraged. They were also there. This was a big deal because it was the time, uh, the day Michael was supposed to be like officially transferred out and gone. So if assuming that they're normally but not completely hyped that? up on Michael Myers. Remember, but do they know that? Remember, that was my issue when we were watching the 2018 one mm. because people acted like they didn't know. At least like Lori's family didn't know. And then she had to tell them about it. And then... um. At least in this one, the daughter. Why didn't they have more security? Why weren't the podcasters going to be there? A lot of things don't make sense to me with that. Because plot. Okay. Yeah. I just thought maybe the reason the family didn't know in the 2018 film was because in this one, Allison explicitly says, like, we weren't, we weren't supposed, we were supposed to pretend it didn't happen. We weren't supposed to acknowledge Mm -hmm. the, the events of 1978. It was like, you don't talk about it. So it could have been that they specifically like, do, 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 do. but your point that doesn't ex- uh, exclude everyone else. They didn't seem. But apparently yeah. no one has real good communication skills because none of these people know what happened yet. And we're at nighttime now and several people have died. So. Well, they, then we'll it comes back on- to that. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's how we get our our lead in because I believe it's in that bar scene. Oh, the nope. the news is later. First, yep. we go to the the fire. Am I correct? Yep. Or do we, we go we go to the Strodes in the back of that truck. Lori's bleeding. They're screaming and crying, and that's when we hear the fire trucks. And Lori screams, "Let it burn!" And she is so good in that scene. Like I get she's just screaming, but mm-hmm. like man, I buy it. I buy that she's bleeding and she's in pain and like watching this scene with my firefighter boyfriend was very good. Awesome. <laughs> he he was ready to talk shit and he's like he's dead. Like he he if he's human, he's dead because the smoke inhalation alone. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a lot of issues with the way that this is. Um which parts first, of it? Uh the- what the house. So we're going to set the scene. General. House okay. is on fire. Right? House is on fire. Full Very blaze. on fire. The the two firefighters go in first. I think, well, some of them are, are spraying it, but the, we start with the two firefighters. There's two people spraying and then other people have like other equipment, at least yeah. when they go back outside. I mean, because it's two guys bite it first. One guy yes. falls through the floor. He's calling for Mayday. He needs someone to help him. And he's in the basement. I was freaking out because this house is full of traps and they don't know that. Well, the main trap got triggered. It was the whole, because they even called out something about that, uh, the way the fire was. Like it mm-hmm. seemed that it had, I forgot, I don't remember the exact language, but they knew that this was, it was like an accelerant used or something like that. The door in the basement slides open one of the, the holds. I think it was actually, I thought it was the, uh, her weapon rack. Was, was that a slide up door? Yeah. I thought that because the guys down there and we get the shot of the wall. I thought that that was the, the gun rack. I could have been wrong. Was it. Did he go in there to think that that would save him? 
or to wait for someone because I, I thought he was waiting for someone because literally at that guy's on the floor and he's like help me telling that thing comes up and he comes out like straight going for that i thought he was straight up it was classic michael hey i'm gonna wait in here for a little bit well because we're as you said if he was human he wouldn't survive but as we learn we're learning more about what powers michael which mixed feelings we'll get on this to later. that don't even say yes, anything yet because uh, we have to wait for the speech it, clearly the, the motherfucker is not human because yeah no smoke but he breathes he breathes we hear him breathe all the time okay so i guess i shouldn't mean he's a normal human because <laughs> he's a super he's na- not like, like he's, other humans oh my god so different <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh, we, we learned that you know mortal weapons don't mess with them. So, yes, yep. smoke inhalation. I thought actually that instead of just outright murdering the dude on the ground, he was just going to like grab the dude's mask and like rip it off or do something to force the guy or or like grab him and like push him to a fire. I'm surprised. Like, why bother with the effort? But apparently he wanted his tool he needs to do. And he wanted his his tool. I think his firefighter tool to start whooping some ass. Or is that the second guy he takes it from? The but he kills he a dude. Kills David. The more he kills, the yes. stronger he gets. I, so he kills the first firefighter and then the second firefighter comes and like gets down on his belly and he's like reaching down through the hole like, hey, buddy, come on, you know, give me your hand. He pulls him down, doesn't he? Or was I or does he get him just through the floor? No, I believe he pulls him down. It's a lot. And then we flash to the outside where For one of my see... favorite <laughs> just it's where... aesthetically pleasing. It's very pretty. Oh, it's great. So every firefighter has their gear on. You can only see their eyes, but they're still so expressive. And there's a couple guys with hoses spraying down the house. And the score. we see Michael's like the back of his legs and that tool with like the little. I don't even know what kind of tool it's thing. called, but it's got like a three pronged pick. It's, it's either way. Let it's let me yeah. ask Jonah. He knows what it is because he was mad about it because he said that's not sharp enough uh, to do what it does later. Hold on one sec. What is the tool Michael uses after the fire? It's probably a firefighter tool. That Some... is it. <laughs> well, you should have heard him when I called the jaws of life jaws of life. What? what that's why? not the, what they're That's not what they are. Apparently. Then what was it? I don't know. But I said in, in a conversation with my peers, we would all know what I meant. Yeah, I know what you, I, I always heard it called the jaws of life. The thing that like yeah. saws open because you get people out of a halligan. It's on. used for like officially besides, you know, now I know it's used for murdering firefighters. <laughs> As with all great technology, forcible entry tools have evolved. The halligan tool was designed with an eye toward maximum utility, efficiency, and speed for the purpose of forcible entry and emergency demolition. So for them to break when the firefighters need to break through doors or or something to get to someone. Okay. Yeah, it looks like the bottoms almost looks like a freaking crowbar and the other side's got a either way hardcore. Yeah. So that seems like it's more like a force than a skewer essentially yeah. is what and I'm I, but, and at. i think the the implication too is simply i mean michael has ungodly strength and i are unholy strength. that's what i said that that's it's what I literally said. A, in a retcon film michael impales someone with a shotgun they're not meant <laughs> to be um stabby weapons they're meant to shooty shoot but with michael i'm just saying uh, anything can become an skill. impaling. Yeah, wh- he can exert enough 
pounds per square inch on that bad boy that it became a sharp object. If it goes fast enough, anything becomes a sharp object. So Michael is walking out of this house and he is dripping wet. So Can that's why he's not burned. It? Can I describe the scene? I, yeah. I just want to. I just All because right. it's so I really man, I'm just maybe a sucker for it. It just looks so badass because it's in it's in slow motion mm-hmm. and like the house is burning. And yet you can also see like it's dripping as well because the firefighters were spraying the house. But uh, through the there's like flames through the door and then Michael emerges in slow motion with that Halligan and the score. It's like mm-hmm. this deathly like guitar, like hyping it up because then we get the shot from behind him and you see all the firefighters, like it's panning from left to right as they're like acknowledging what the fuck. And then uh, he, because Michael has that Halligan bar and he's wielding it like a weapon, you see the firefighters like get two of them, like get their axes ready. One Mm -hmm. of them gets like that saw, which is apparently not the draws of life, but I thought it was either way. He's got that big ass saw and like they all kind of prep and it's like it's about to go down and it does go down because every single firefighter that entered that i was gonna say battlefield but well they all died in impressive ways he stabs like one guy through the mask in the face with his tool um the one that had the saw he manages to turn it around and like saw back the guy that was using it someone else i'm pretty sure gets their own axe he impales someone and then lifts them clean up in the air that was when jonah got mad because he's like that's not strong that's not sharp enough for that oh has he not seen the original he impales the dude on a knife and he hangs there (laughs) that's what i'm saying there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief when it comes to some of these kills. You just know that Michael is not a man. He's a shiny golden god. And then there are the two guys with the hoses and they're spraying him in the chest. Oh, yeah. And Jonah was like, that water- fuck that. Spray him in the face. Why aren't they spraying him in the face? <laughs> also, Maybe the water the- pressure did not been seem higher. that impressive. It shouldn't. It, I've, the water pressure. Especially for that fire. Way- yeah, it's it. And I think that's because since it didn't look like any special effects, they were actually spraying someone. It just looks yeah. like they had some pretty weak water pressure. If they turned that hose on high, in theory, that should have fucking knocked Michael clean back. Like they use that <laughs> for like riots. It's straight up. That's what I was going to say. Like I've seen footage that of that. Water pressure will fuck you up like that. So that's yeah. what, yeah. It, so it didn't look like there was enough, but in, it was meant to imply that they used the water hose on like high pressure to, to stop. And Michael's like, nah, just like, Shh. it just keeps and going. Yeah. Uh, so Slow, yeah, he slice, slices sure. and dices, stabs, uh, impales, uh, and kills all the firefighters. But so here is the first issue with a group fighting Michael Myers. It happens now and it happens at the end. And this is something. So yesterday I was at work uh, at my very wholesome job and I am having a very heated discussion with my boss because he just watched Halloween the night before. All right. And we're chatting. I was like, they could have murdered him better. We're, we're just very yelling about this very passion conversation. That's and- a common horror thing. I think you're like, really? You, you're that, you shoot him again in the face, in the face, like straight up his issue with this and i very much agree but i just like the way that he 
articulated it. So thanks, Pierre. Why are they fighting like Power Rangers? Oh my God. Taking turns. Why? Like this is this is serious business and they need to move faster. Yeah. And I understand with certain weapons that that might not be the best idea. They, they might end up hitting each other. Mm-hmm. But there could have been a couple of uh, team up actions. That is something that happens in a lot of movies um and when you pay attention or you rewatch and you look at like choreography you start to say man i like how everyone else is just standing over there watching because when instead what it you is. pile on the motherfucker and beat him down yeah so i, <laughs> but, I also but it get is that literal choreography yeah oh yeah because they wanted to have the cool scene where fucking michael lifts someone up in the air uh you know on that pole and you're just like oh because he lifts them high and you're like that ooh. People get jacked up in that scene. <laughs> and yeah, you see a lot. I mean, like the one is the, the first person shot of the firefighter as the the end of that Halligan bar goes through his visor. It's like bloody. So you get that the was shot. intense. The noise, like the cracking of the glass mm-hmm. or whatever. His visor. Yeah, whatever it was his, made out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His goggles. That was so, so much. And it was it was violent. And then to see that later on and just like the slew of dead bodies on the ground. Yeah, it's a lot. Before we get back to that, we leave that scene and now we're jumping because we're jumping a lot because we have a lot of ground to cover with a lot of different characters. We're back to the hospital. And this is when we finally get to see Karen acknowledge that her husband is gone. And thank you. I, you were waiting for it. I, I I was at least when it happened, I said, okay, thank God. Because I was so upset in the last one, you know, pouring out for my homie Ray. Uh, got like the stupidest kill, the death. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, you know, I, I, I saw some of me in him and I liked it. Uh, and I thought, you know, they even if he was like lame or whatever, you know, straight up she was married to him and that was her dad. Uh, I mean. Karen was married to him. Allison was the dad. They're different people. I just use she's. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, you know, there's attachment there. So I was upset when it wasn't acknowledged. But, you know, they had other things on their minds. So I was yeah. happy that this one rectified that by actually having them acknowledge his death. She has to wash the blood off her hands. And as she's washing it, her hands kind of or as she's washing it off her fingers go over her wedding ring and she closes the blinds on one of the windows in the hospital room, not the other one. And you can tell she's, she's breaking down a little bit, getting out those emotions. Mm -hmm. And when Karen and Allison are back together, she says like, dad's gone. And that's when Karen says, he'll always be with us, even if we can't see him. And that's not the only time those oh, words are spoken. Fuck. That is. That's a oh, she uses that goddamn line. No. <laughs> and Allison this is, says this it. Is the fucking the this is a cage. I'm in a cage. No, honey. It's not a cage. It's, it's, a, it's trap. a trap. This is not the character speaking here. The writer's like, I want someone else to say it and line up with it. So I made a reason for them to say it. So you get it? Because it's it's <laughs> like the same thing. Oh, sometimes it just hurts when it's this obvious. And I, I like the movie, as I said. But there are little things like this that wouldn't bother some people. It's like poking into my side. And I go like, 
And I didn't catch it that first time on a subsequent rewatch. I would have caught it and been like, yeah. God damn it. You did it again. Cause it was literally, they did it in the last one too. This part feels very much like Halloween two. Again, I'm going to keep talking about it because I do think that this movie is trying to honor that movie. There's callbacks. I'm fairly There's certain a lot of callbacks. to <laughs> other movies that didn't even, the, the curse of Michael Myers. She uses that phrase. I was like, Yo, that was straight up the tagline to either four or five or like six. <laughs> I was like, I can't remember. There's a lot of them, but you no, know, I think it's probably five. I think four was return. Either way, a revenge. And then the next one's curse. Yeah, then there's, there's revenge. Fucking whatever. Either way, it, there were a couple things in here that I was like, okay, it's a subtle nod, but just continue. I just wanted to point out there's a lot of nods yeah. to the retconned, no longer canon uh, film. So they they knew, they acknowledged. Yeah. But I mean, clearly uh, yeah. these people love these films. So I don't think that they could not give a little bit to them. You, I, I think fan service is good in a certain amount. That's just enough where you can be like, hey, this is if you're the fan, a little wink. I'm OK with that. Oh, when it's blatant, it's just like gag me. After the hospital, then we're going to my favorite people's house. This couple it reminds me in the original Halloween 2, there is an older couple and she's making him a sandwich or something and he's watching the news. And I think they're talking about Michael or like people mm-hmm. dying. She goes into the front room to see what's going on. When she comes back, the knife is gone. And then he goes next door to the, the teen and she's on the phone getting told about the the murders and she's like oh my god that's on my block i gotta go michael's already in the house mm-hmm. but this just it just made me think of that because it's the the first house that he goes to after the big scene at the strodes anyway lady is flying her drone and she's having a good time she's pretty decent and, with that drone too right and, she did a flip i couldn't do a flip i, I don't know i, I don't fly drones I was impressed, though. Her husband is like fooling with his CPAP machine, saying it smells like Lucky Strikes. And she's like, no, it's not that. Her Lori's house is on fire. Her husband says, well, she did live a highly flammable lifestyle. Don't talk bad about that woman. She will fuck you up. And that was great. I I laughed. I got some chuckles in the theater. I laughed at that one because I just thought like, well, if they know her, she could take all of us. Mm -hmm. She's flying her little drone. Her husband's like, let's have a little bit of wine, you know, relax with some Cheez-Its. And then the drone gets knocked down around the corner through that doorway. Right. Mm -hmm. And we can't see anything in there. It's dark. The husband goes in. He's like, it's some crazy person in a mask. What does he want? I don't fucking know. (laughs) And then he closes the door. There's just so many, so many little things happening. She grabs the bottle of wine. She's ready to try and defend herself. But Michael grabs through the door and like pulls the husband's head down onto the broken glass. Uh, It's not good. And he's so strong and fast about it. But it was so funny just before that when the guy flicks on the light, Michael smashes it. The light, yeah. It turns off. He's not feeling lights today. I was going to say, just in this movie in general, and in the original. I was like, he's the ultimate creeper. Mm-hmm. In 2018, he starts going on a rampage. This one, it's like rampage continue. Michael's not really the creeper as much, or at least 
it's not like he watch he waits but he's not like i'm watching and waiting he's like more like i'm gonna wait for you to uh, be vulnerable and then i'm gonna gank you because in this mm-hmm. one he, he's just going after everybody and a lot of times you don't see michael until it's too late in this one there's not a lot of oh he's in the background he's in the background it's usually where is he oh there he, oh, okay he's there and, he's, and everyone's dying yeah we don't we don't get that. And I kept expecting it back to them. The wife tries to escape. She's too panicked. She's fumbling with the door. She can't get it unlocked. He snatches a fluorescent light, breaks it. One of those tubes. Yeah. I didn't think it would shatter so nicely. Oh, it can shatter pretty easily. It's why you don't drop them. I didn't think it would stay in shape for him to hold. But oh, well, he smashed the far end too so that he would have the uh, jagged edge. available you the noises you hear when he shoves that fluorescent light tube into that lady's throat he's twisting it you can hear the gurgle of her like choking on her own blood because i think the noise of it going like just cutting through her and he he just goes he slides that bad boy in like butter too like no issues exactly She's so like, strong. she's getting a knife to defend herself. And he's like, yeah, no, and poke, but a very yeah. bloody poke. I really loved the the guy, the, the old man. At first, when he goes to check, as you, you described it first, once he says like, oh, there's a guy in a mess. Like his first thing is exactly what I do. Shuts the door and locks it. And then <laughs> uh-huh. when the wife is all like, uh, what does he want? And, he, and I think he, I, I don't fucking he said, know. Yeah, or I think or I thought it was like, I don't give a shit. Run. And he's like, who gives a shit? Run. Something like that. <laughs> I was like, yes, that would be exactly my response. Like, who fucking cares? He's not supposed to At be there. Point. Just go. Yeah, I was like, thank you. So it made me sad. Yeah, when Michael reached through the just like broke through that glass on that door and just pulled him in and it was like, oh, bye, you dead now. He breaks a lot of doors. And uses a lot of furniture, a lot of furniture yes. to, He's to stab people. Anything around the house can be used to kill you. But they see him. He sees the mask. Do they not know about Michael Myers? And I get like, he's a little, he's a little charred up. The mask is a little worn out at this point. It's been a long time. But I really just wonder about the lore in the town and what people actually know. So in the bar scene earlier when tommy doyle gave his uh, mm-hmm. shakespearean uh, version you know flash he, he caught everyone up to speed yeah. it seemed like a lot of people didn't know it or perhaps it's one of those things just i guess that's the only thing their town's famous for i don't know it, it just thinks if it was 40 years so think of uh, what events do you kind of think about now that happened in uh 81 like well, i wasn't around so I don't exactly know. But I'm saying but, so enough people are just like, yeah, who gives a shit? And maybe the that's. Thing is, mm. But the thing is that doctor nurse husband. So he was a nurse, but dressed as a doctor. And the doctor was dressed as the nurse. He said, everyone knows that story, man. But to hear you tell it. Yeah. OK. So I, I don't that. know. I just wonder about that. That's one of my curiosities. And now we go. Speaking of the bar, we're back there already. Yep. And that's when that guy says, hey, man, everyone knows that story. Let me buy you around." But if they know that, then why aren't they like a little bit more concerned? I don't know. I just feel like I know they don't know anything yet. I just feel like as a person, I'm so anxious 
that I would be a little bit more aware or I would like have my phone on me or like have news alerts or if I had kids, I would be checking in on them. I don't know. I don't know. It's just because a guy told you a story about something that happened to him 40 years ago and you're like, let me look up if it's happening now. No, I just mean like Lonnie gets that call and he's like, oh, Cameron's in trouble. I just feel like wouldn't. Well, then I think at one point they all well, the others are like, hey, is everything okay? Like, can we I think they change the channel on the TV and it it ends up and then everyone starts getting their phones and then start buzzing. And it's it's our boy. He's like, hey, that's that asshole kid that lives across the street. Oh, yeah. Talking about Vicky. Didn't deserve that. I'm still pissed. I think she got done dirty too. Really slipped on some socks. Really, yeah. your sock, your socks slipped. I just think make a make a better way for a character to die. I'm so glad that Julian is still alive. I don't understand why the news is badgering a child. But yeah, hey, without his like parents, it's like, hey, what happened in this murder scene? I'm gonna I tell you what happened. I think that was the point, though, to remind us that, like, hey, we didn't kill everybody. The kid's yeah. still alive. That we, was for we us let him live. more than reality. But where's the town gossip? That's that's my question. I think that's my issue. They're at a bar. They're drinking. Where is the one that knows everything and is like, why isn't someone there like, yeah, did you hear like this morning or something? Well, they put on they the news oh. at that gas station. Well, it was Halloween. As I said, everyone, you could have been the hot gossip. But maybe you were getting your costume ready and to putting on your makeup. You got a glam. Uh, maybe you're setting a party. You just had to go to the store and get some supplies. You're trying to cook me. You know what I'm saying? People are I don't busy know. Stuff it's on 2018. People yeah. could be talking more. They could be. But maybe the, the hot gossip got murdered. Maybe the gossip lady got stabbed in her house. Because someone told oh. her and she's like, oh, yeah, and she's dead now. And hot gossip well, never made it maybe. to the party. That could be it. I've solved it. And so then we quickly flash to Lori's. And this is when we see the copper lantern up close. Yeah. When we saw it up close, I was glad we got a second viewing. That was one of my. It's a lot more intense than I initially thought. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more handy work to that than I thought. I said it. Um, How long did Michael take to do that? Just say he's got like a job in sculpture if he wasn't doing murder or i'm just saying something that can apply to something pumpkin carving competitions wins every year <laughs> and this is when they're like looking at everybody seeing your that's panning over the bodies of the first responders and one of the cops is saying like it's michael myers like everyone be on the lookout and now we're going back to the bar And on the screen, this lady says, this was a safe place. And now it's not anymore. Yeah. Okay, town. That's how things work. I know. They're like, we never thought he could be a mass murderer. He was always so nice. Who would have thought that this guy could do a mass shooting? This place was safe. What about 40 years ago when this guy murdered those people? Yeah, but that was 40 years. Well, I guess 40 years is a long time. It is. But these people were there. The uh, nurse doctor couple is like, oh, my God, this is all happening like on our block. We need to go home. So they go outside and immediately it's a callback to Annie's death. 
Because their car is the only car that has those windows fogged up. Fogged up. And you called it in the theater, too, because you're like, oh, oh, I think you said something like Annie. You were like, oh, and I was like, oh, because I looked as she's walking up to the car. I don't know if it was you or me that thought it could be a subversion. I thought someone mentioned it had to be. And then once it started doing the Figaro Figaro, I knew it wasn't my goal. She got in the car, turns it on, and the music was that. He got music. Oh, he forgets his. He keys. goes back to get his. No, his stethoscope because the nurse had it. So he goes. She goes into the car, and that's when someone reaches from the back seat. She bounces, and the Figaro music starts. When she's like, it's in my car, he's in my car. She goes into the bar. It's Michael, it's Michael. Because now I don't know if you notice this. When they're sitting at the bar and the news is on, a picture of that man is on the screen. Oh. And then it goes to the next person, like showing um, mugshots. I think the next one was of Michael, but they had it blurred. That's what I noticed on my rewatch. Blurred, like it was in frame, but it was blurred because it was- yes. I think because it was Michael. Oh, they just blurred his face on the screen on the just the news. No, screen. I think for us. Yeah, it was blurred. They, if they put it out a shot, that was totally intentional. Then I think they showed the other guy on purpose on purpose. So yeah. we see them see him. But in no way would I ever think that was Michael Myers. Michael was Myers is way fucking taller. I understand. But it was just none of it made sense. And I get that's like the point, but it made me so upset. Like I cried. I cried in the theater because this part messed me up. I mean, it comes around later. Tommy gets a bunch of people. They're like, yo, we're going to fuck him up. Get the bat and they go outside and he drives. What's the bat going to do against Michael Myers? A gun can't take him down. Yeah, but Tommy doesn't know that. Tommy knows the whole story that he just told people. True. He knows. But Tommy has the power of love. On his side. But so they go and they're like, Michael. And they love lives today. They approach the car, start like whack. He whacks it, I believe, with his bat. And the car takes off. It crashes down the street. And then they go to investigate without being seen. It's revealed that it was indeed not Michael, but rather um, another patient who we'll get back to later. He plays an important part. So there's another patient that's on loose. And But as you were saying, you're like, I get it. But it doesn't quite make sense. But I get that's the point. I think that's my issue is because it seems like you know the intent, but the execution is flawed. So you're like, I I see where you're trying to go with this, but this doesn't really make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, you can't really connect with everything that happens later because you're like, this was all based on bullshit. I thought something similar where once they didn't kill her and she ran out, I was like, oh, then it's not Michael. It's like a it's a red herring. The whole group has been riled up. Everyone came out of the bar ready to hunt and beat the shit out of Michael. I don't buy that that guy could have been Michael Myers. And I think his actions don't really make sense. But if you listen later on, Karen truly believes now that Michael is out to get her mother. And so she thinks that Michael is coming to the hospital. And I believe she says that to Tommy. So when this guy also happens to show up at the hospital, maybe that just clicks for him. And yeah, he is wearing the inmates uniform. So I get it a little bit. Okay. But I just... Don't think if Michael's this big, big, bad killer, would he have ran like that? It was really upsetting to see the doctors quickly turn and just be 
also part of this mob mentality mm-hmm. to be not looking out for the people around them, like pushed Karen down at one point. Like, yeah, it's a really rough time. And I know we're jumping ahead a little bit. I think the mob mentality, I think that does what it's supposed to. I think it shows how the evil is kind of seeping into them. The fear is taking over them. It's all of this stuff that they're talking about, but I hated it and it Mm -hmm. made me sad. So whatever, (laughs) we'll end up talking more about that later. And then we go to Michael Myers's house now, newly renovated, looks beautiful. Oh my God. The aesthetic is top tier. I would live in that house. What did you say when we got to the house, looking at it, looking at the outside of the house? I don't remember what I said. Tell me what I said. That pitchfork's going to be important. Oh, I did. Okay. Yes, that was, <laughs> I forgot. They don't show I'm that sorry. for nothing. It's Chekhov's gun. And it, again, yeah, I looked at the front and it was, at first I was like, is that the Myers house? Yeah, I think so. So I'm like, okay. And then, yes, they mm-hmm. had the display and it's, um, it looks like American Gothic. That's exactly Great what I was going to ask. Yes. But they used it uh, with a skeleton, I think instead, and it had a pitchfork. So my first thought was, yeah, that pitchfork is going to get used. Like someone's getting hit with that. So I'm glad I was technically right. It comes back later. And then we meet Big John and Little John. Who are supposed to be our also comic relief. But every scene later is like, well, not really. Like you're, It's kind of, you're like, ah, but you're about to get killed. Ah. Yeah. Mercury News said Halloween Kills is a shambling bloody mess. These people have really hot takes and I'm just not feeling that way. It's different. That's why I'm going to, I heard a lot of negative reviews and I was like, okay, I see some of it. And then I, but I, I balanced it out with, yeah, I made my own opinion. So little John was Michael McDonald from mad TV. It was, I was very pleasantly surprised to see him, but I'll be honest. I thought they were both going to be a lot weirder. Yeah. I thought that, the people that would buy the Myers house that clearly know the backstory would be a little bit weirder. Yeah, I guess it was like I can't find a lot of things to ways to describe them because they just didn't stand out. I mean, they had a little bit of back and forth banter, but it wasn't anything. I liked their characters. I thought they were fun. I thought that they were going to be very into like the lore and they know the backstory and stuff. I just thought that they were going to be like maybe horror weirdos. As I said, I keep kind of waiting for someone else to get stabby, there to be a copycat, there to be something else going on. When you write a horror movie or a horror novel, I know someone else is getting stabby besides (laughs) the the villain. When they come face to face with Michael later on, he says, Michael, you've come home or something like that. He does say that. And I was like, is this it? And then it just doesn't, the scene doesn't last long enough for anything else to be said or anything to really be felt. I feel like that was also a bit of a reference to like the night he came home. Oh yeah, definitely. I liked it, but I felt that that was a little bit again for the audience. Then I don't, I don't know if he would have said that. Like if I was living in the house that a, a serial killer had once lived and murdered his sister in, and then I, I open the door. There, first of all, okay, I know, but <laughs> hypothetically, I open it and I see him. When I say your name, you came home. I go, oh fuck, and I shut the door and lock it and go call nine one one. Yeah, I guess you know what I'm. Yeah. I guess I feel you. That's just me. I don't want to die in a horror movie, man. So now we get the 
uh, Mulvaney's part two, I believe, with these little shit kids uh-huh. trying to prank these people to get their Halloween candy. All right. That's how we introduced oh, no, them. Mister, she ate a chocolate bar from your house. It had a rusty razor in it. He buys that. Little yeah. John, I expect more from you. And he goes to help. And that's when the other friend comes from the inside and steals the candy. And then they make fun of them. Like the kids make fun of the adults. Like, can't believe you bought that. Essentially. Honestly, I think that the Johns would have just given them the candy. Me, I was just like, you little bastards. Like, that's just who's believing that there's a razor blade in candy, though. That's that pissed me off. And I'd want to go help. But I'd be like, it wasn't for my house. <laughs> like, I'll help you. <laughs> but like, I ain't getting sued here. And sh- don't admit <laughs> fault, everybody. <laughs> Hot and then Big John comes out. He's like, you don't steal from this house. You know who this house belonged to? Michael fucking Myers. And he like goes on this little rant. So is this actually the second time in this film that we get the backstory of Michael Myers? Not counting the flashback just because of uh they got to tell everybody. There's the flashback. Then it was in the bar. He told the story. And now like we hear the origins of Michael Myers a lot, which I'm OK. But every time someone did it, I'm like, yeah, I've got I heard this part already. Now we go back to Allison. She's at the hospital. Karen's telling her you're going to stay here and watch your grandmother because Michael's coming here like we know he's coming here. She's fully in now. You know, she is on Lori's like train of thought and really believes that that's Michael's end game is getting Lori. Are you saying Karen or Allison? Karen. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. And of course, Allison's not going to listen. Of course, she's going to leave. She leaves a nice little gigantic knife next to Lori wrapped up. I'm surprised. I mean, I know. It's like she's had that this whole time. The hospital is like, and she wrapped it in something later. It's like, how long was she just walking around with a knife, a bloody knife? And everyone's like, cool. More so. How does Karen throw away that shirt and not realize feel a knife like the weight? Oh, look at this shirt. That's heavy and hard. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck is (laughs) Allison leaves? She goes with Cameron and Lonnie. Lonnie is already open up. He's he has the back of his truck open. He got some guns. Cameron comes back out to Lonnie and is like, it's fine. Allison's fine. She's safe. She's with her family. And he opens up his little tackle box and there's some guns there. And then there's a couple guns on the outside. Tommy's there and he says, do you have permits for these? And he goes, some of them. Yeah, that part was <laughs> <But> funny. <laughs> then, no one's grabbed a gun yet, right? Allison gets up there. And she goes, what do you got? Like, as if she knew this was what they were doing already. Listen, she was in the National Honor Society. So this is like one of those word problems. She walks out, sees four or three men that are ready to kill someone standing outside of a trunk with a tackle box open. What are they doing? (laughs) She's like, they got weapons in there. I think you just found a a slight goof. Yeah, first thing she approaches instead of saying anything. What do you got? what are you buying yeah <laughs> what are you selling? she's like what do you got and he's like uh, i got some lures i got uh, <laughs> a lot of hooks michael myers has haunted this town for 40 years tonight we hunt him down 
like a nice line <laughs> in theory. It's very dramatic. But he's haunted this town for 40 years. I it seemed like he haunted Lori for 40 years. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of this comes out, and I'm like, why hadn't I heard of any of this? If this if it really had this big of effect on some other people, why isn't Lori like part of some anti-Michael Myers support group thing? Neighborhood watch. I'm just saying, because like she's very all for it, and it appears that their interests align. She's totally down with them later, you know, forming posses like, hell yeah, let's do it. So I'm like, I don't see why had they not crossed paths in any way or, or, you know, and I feel like that's only because they didn't have the budget or didn't think about it for the first one. But now that they had more time and had to expand, oh, we can bring in the old characters. And it's like, yeah, yeah where were they for the last 40 years that they're just talking about? Why did we there was been no reference to them? I don't know. That's me being a little nitpicker again. I just don't understand if everyone's super aware of this or not aware at all, or if they're just trying to forget that it ever happened. Now, I just want to let you know that that saw, that's okay. not the Jaws of Life, and I didn't think it was. Right? What that's I was... What they, that's what you're calling it? Um, it's called a K-12 or a partner okay. saw. And then Jonah said, I can tell you all the parts of the Halligan too, if you'd like. Yeah, but I, I think, think we're, we're good. good. We're past that now. I appreciate him, though, so much in his uh, his insight. So, yes, but, uh, if you weren't aware earlier uh, when I said he used a saw or the jaws of life, he, in fact, used a K-12 and twisted it back on his owner uh, for massive damage. Thank you. for <laughs> We have now we're officially legit. <laughs> Tommy is out here talking tactics, yeah. right? What does Tommy know? He's like, yeah. You got to surprise him. You got to he's here. You got to come from there. How does I'm he know? I'm pretty any sure of that? he's talking out of his butt. And that's why he gets murdered. Pretty yeah. hardcore later. Spoilers. Ah! No, he get dead. <laughs> he get real dead. Um, we we're talking about Tommy and his Tommy. <clears throat> yeah. Tommy is trying to inform the crowd. He's getting people riled up. He's trying to say like, yeah, if he comes from here. You got to come from there. You got to do what's least expected. I'm sorry. Michael Myers is what's least expected. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you would. I think that I, I, I wonder I I, and I, I'm do. not sure if it's supposed to be part of the point of like the whole vision. I mean, because not only was it the mob mentality, but they're taking justice into their own hands. And it's very clear that it's their very incompetent yeah. hands. So I don't know if that's. <laughs> yeah but it's not like the cops are more competent like no one everyone no one has any in that ground scene in that but, whole hospital <laughs> everyone just kind of sucks so now in the car we've got marion we got Lindsay, and we got the doctor vanessa and marcus and her husband i, I got i got vanessa yeah, and marion marcus. Lindsay, vanessa right. and marcus good looking out they drive up to this park and they see some kids out and of course it's those same shit kids that just stole candy from the Johns. Lindsay gets out of the car to go tell them like, hey, you got to go home. Like, this is serious. You need to go. And they read her from a mile away. Like, they know the buttons to push to mess with her. So they say, yeah, well, you know, there's this guy that keeps following us in this white mask trying to play trying peek-a-boo. to get to play hide and seek. And what are we? We're not five. She's like, oh, my God, where? 
but then it turns out that he is actually behind well, her. But like, well, he's behind the and the kids are the SUV, right? Because she walked away near the swings. Yeah, now. he's and very in, close to the car. In the car is still uh, Mary and Vanessa and Marcus. Yeah, Everyone they're still else. in the car. But then the kids notice that he's holding yeah. their Isn't friend's that mask. mask. And when you see it, it's dripping with stuff. I mean, I think it's like blood and, and brain matter. It, it's because it looked not just blood. Yeah. Like, I think there was other stuff. Also, I'm pretty sure that the masks they were using were the masks from Halloween 3. The, uh, yeah. the one season of The Witch. Well, they, they look very vintage. I think they were. So I, I didn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I need to rewatch it. But they looked a lot because it was like The Witch the jack-o'-lantern and the skull those are the three styles of masks in halloween three so i think that was another nod again to the um no longer canon films those are definitely halloween season of the witch masks and i see the witch and i see the skull and the jack-o'-lantern yep those are those are the ones so yeah definitely a nice homage and that's nice because it's not i've never seen halloween three that's Mm -hmm. one i've always missed because i knew michael wasn't in it but i know it's yeah a good watch i just never have seen it um i just figured it was a throwback Mm. thing because 40 years ago whatever uh i didn't really pay too much attention to that but that's nice Mm -hmm. that's nice detail michael is essentially recreating when he first met marion and i called on the car i'm so happy because he was in the brake lights (laughs) and she looks up and she saw him and i was like he's going on the car like he's going on top because i was like where else would he go (laughs) and then yes he fucking hops up there gotta have that element of surprise and and again like he did before well i don't remember the exact point i know he he ends up doing the exact thing where marion is leaned up against one of the windows and he smashes it from behind uh with his hand no no i could have swore that happened she shot out the window she's dumb she shot out all the windows i could have swore he does okay yes she i know she shot out one of them but I thought the one from behind her. No, she shot out at least two, but it wasn't even like she missed his hand or something like she just shot them and there was nothing behind it. And she had locked the doors. Vanessa and Marcus are like, open these doors so we can get out. And she's too focused on Michael at the moment. So she can't do that. There comes a point when Michael's standing there, the windows are already shot out. Maybe that's why she shot them all out. So she could actually shoot him if he was in front of it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think she was thinking that far ahead. I think she. Well, she definitely wasn't because she didn't remember how many bullets she had. Yeah. Let me tell you, it wasn't enough because she raises the gun. She points it at him. Oh, right. This one's for Dr. Loomis. And then there's nothing. And click. So once she had the clear shot and she had the line, I thought, oh, no, honey, Mm -hmm. like that. That's so good. But this isn't that kind of movie. The wife had already escaped through the window. So Vanessa crawled through the window because I know Marcus was still in the back seat. But Michael like shoves Marion's head onto the broken glass. And I think that's how she bites it. And then Michael takes the. Oh, no, he stabs her. Maybe he does both. I don't know. I don't doesn't remember. he get into the car or doesn't she? Try he and does. Get out? Because then uh, he I stabs her. Marcus tries to strangle him with his little stethoscope from the and side. What are you going to turns that from the knife side? and stabs him right in the freaking eye? Just you actually see it like go up. It's too not just like straight in, in mm-hmm. and up like toward brain part and just like 
all the blood. And that's how Marcus bites it. And now Vanessa, you and I both thought she was going to be more capable. I, well, here's the thing. When they grabbed the, she grabbed the Desert Eagle, which is a larger caliber handgun. It's got some kick. And she was, she said like, oh, I fired a gun before. Like, I was like, okay. She seemed to have She's like, confidence. you can't handle this. Give me that. Yeah. And I, I was like, all right. She knows what she's doing. Well, she she reappears uh, firing, said Desert Eagle. Mrs. Mrs. And then she I don't know why people like want to walk right up to bad guys. You have a gun. The, the great thing about it is that it allows you to kill someone from a distance. So <laughs> when you have to when you choose to run up within five feet of someone, you lose a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, she runs up to him and he has the door between her and him. And what he does is as she's raised, she uh, she has the gun pointed at him and starts to pull the trigger. He kicks the car door so that it moves forward and hits her, which causes her hand to fly back and she blows her own uh, to go her head off. Or she just shoots herself in the neck. I just know she sh- either way, she shoots herself. And that is the end of Vanessa. That was a kill everyone in the theater felt. <laughs> yeah, I went, oh, because literally she's like, bang, bang. And then he kicks and it happens so quick. She it, She's literally getting ready to shoot when he kicks and the gun goes back. And she wasn't exactly a great shot anyway. No, I enjoyed that kill more than some of the others. I didn't see it coming. And some of the others, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Now, the kids have ran off. Lindsay had watched everyone die. She took one of their <laughs> pillowcases and is filling it with bricks. Oh, yeah. You were excited about that. Yeah, because you're like, what's she doing? And I was like, she's probably going to fill it with rocks or something. Because I, well, I just <laughs> know that did. that's a. Yeah, because literally that's a good. It's a sack. You put it with something heavy and you swing it. That's a good way to take someone out. So, yeah. That's not going to jam on you. It's like a, that's a, not going to run out of bullets. Another thing was like a, you'd use a sock and fill it with quarters. That yeah, was a where thing. that one. <laughs> but I'm but this is just that on yeah. a larger scale. And I, I was like, it. I know what she's going to do. I know what she's going to do. Yeah. But yeah, but continue to see how that attempt worked. It didn't. But it does give her some time to run. She hides in like the bank of this creek. Yeah, there's a there's a tree and she's able to climb like along the root, the roots that give her some cover on the bank of this little river. That was pretty tense. I wasn't sure. I thought she was breathing kind of loud. And it wasn't you that's like, no, be quiet or like breathe. Because I forgot what you said. But yeah, because she's like whimpering almost. Yeah. And you can hear Michael's. But maybe like the the water was a little louder than that. And like couldn't hear. I don't know. But I'm like, cover your mouth with like the fabric of your sleeve, like your arm, not your hand. Yeah, anything. Michael follows slow and steady, as always, and stands damn near above her and then walks past her and stands on the bridge for a little while and doesn't come for her and then leaves. Admiring the scenery. So then the other half of the team comes up, Lonnie, Cameron, Tommy, and Allison. They see they see the SUV first and then past that is a little uh, playground, merry-go-round. And that's where the three masks are being used. Two there with the husband and wife. And then Marion is hanging from the swing set and she's wearing the witch's mask. They're all dead. And when did Michael get the chance to set that up? Exactly. Because he I chases Lindsay. Too. And I thought we were going to see it. 
I thought we were going to so see that I, happen. Oh my God. Get out of my head. I literally thought <laughs> that after he checked the bridge, he was going to walk back and she was going to like be waiting there and see him, you know, like arranging the bodies yeah. before he left, but he walks off screen and then, you know, our new party shows up and then they find Lindsay and they're like, Oh, okay. And then it's like, wait, so Lindsay said he went that way. But then, yeah, when the hell did he come back behind her, rearrange the bodies and then run back that part? Because the it was so quick between those two things. It didn't make sense because Lindsay would have been there the whole time. And he would have had to backtrack. Yeah. And he didn't. He walked away. He walked away. He walked over the bridge. So unless he walked over the bridge, then found another bridge and walked around and arranged the <laughs> bodies and then left. Because literally he didn't have any time before he chased Lindsay because after he killed them, he saw Lindsay and started going after her. So mm -hmm. there was no time to arrange it. Before, and then he left right after. Yeah. So I don't maybe know. someone's doing it for him. Jacqueline, your fears are will be confirmed in Halloween ends his minions. Lindsay better have a big role in ends because she gets shelved now. Yeah, she's I think she ends up in the hospital and then that's it. Because Yeah, they take her to the hospital and that's when Lonnie Cameron and Allison figure out like he's if you plot out the victims, it's going straight to his childhood home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Allison Cameron and Lonnie are now on the way to the Myers house. Now, mm. this is when all of the drama is happening at the hospital. The hospital subplot. At first, it seems that Lori is going to make it out. She goes rogue here. She gets the knife out of the, the dirty clothes. She stabs herself with some morphine, it seems like, because she said it <laughs> numbs the pain. You thought it was going to be adrenaline. Well, I said adrenaline only because I don't know what else you'd really want to stab yourself with. You don't want to make yourself not, too woozy. Not like that, because I mean, that was just there's not a lot of things lying around that I just like, yeah, I can put I know, so I know what adrenaline would do to you. And I know. Mm. Yeah. But literally, she just takes that thing and stabs her. And her mom's like, what is that? And she just says, like, it numbs the pain. It's like, so you don't yeah. know what it is because it could have some side effects that you're. You know, she could be fucking tripping balls for the, the remainder of Halloween ends. Lori thinks she's somewhere else. She's having a real bad trip. So then she gets out of the room and that's when all of the mayhem is starting. Do you want to talk about the mayhem and Tommy? Because this is all because of Tommy. Uh, he it starts. Is. He gets down to the lobby, talks about, you know, uh, Michael Myers gives his speech again. Mm -hmm. Evil dies tonight. Bracket and, chimes in. We get yeah. that nice zoom in on his uh, name tag. So we and know is, it's was it indeed the same um, yeah. actor? Perfect. Because it looked like him. It so did. the original. He might have been the sheriff because I think he was the one. He was the police officer that Loomis was hanging with. And I, well, either way, it's the same actor. So it's fantastic. And, you know, his daughter, uh, his character's daughter, Annie, was mm -hmm. killed in the original. So he's obviously gung ho about that. He tells Lori that Michael's is that when he tell oh yeah because she didn't Lori thought he was up until then Lori thinks he's dead and her daughter doesn't even tell her and that's why she had that touching moment with Hawkins where they're like mm -hmm. here and then you're like yeah he's alive and then they talk about what could have been and I straight up he's not the father but I feel like uh the whole you kind of saying your theory I think was about 90 percent correct I think Hawkins will have a 
people better have a freaking bigger role in Halloween ends, considering much like Laurie in this one, he gets shelved. He's in a bed the whole time. I mean, he says he's going to be the one to do it. So maybe he will be able to help out in the next one. I'm going to say this again, and I may have already said it, uh, but I don't know if I finished Take the full the thought. Tommy's getting the crowd riled up and we zoom in on Bracket. Bracket starts kind of saying those same lines. The evil dies tonight. He mutilated my daughter, like talks about all these things. And now at this point, modern day sheriff is there mm-hmm. and he's like, you're not the the person of this town like i'm in charge but we see even he gets wrapped up into this mob mentality well he also gets like overruled i don't know if it's tommy but i think it is tommy that ends up saying like you're not in control here essentially they start chasing this man down throughout the hospital because they think it's michael myers Lori, like i like we talked about you think that she's gonna get out and she's gonna you know fuck some shit up not the case Well, she does get out and she's part of the chase. Well, she gets into the hallway before her staples come undone. (laughs) Well, she gets knocked over, right? I think she gets knocked over and she falls. It's possible. She does fall, I believe. And like Karen eventually gets like pushed down by some doctors. Like it's not a good time for anyone involved. Karen and Lori see him and they they're like, it's not him. But no one listens. They're screaming. It's not him. It's not him. Karen kind of runs with the mob to try and talk some sense into them. And I think there is a point where it looks like Tommy is listening, but I think he knows he can't back down now. Yeah. I think there's even a point when it's, he can't even fully control the mob. Like what's become is gone, grown greater than him. There comes a point where Karen like gets ahead of the crowd and she finds the guy and she's trying to like, Hey, like I'm going to help you. I know you're not him. And it's this like nice moment because this guy's probably scared shitless. He's being yep. hunted by like a hundred people. And I don't know what this guy's gone through. It says he's an inmate, but I thought it was, I thought it was just a mental institution that they were in before. They might have just called them. I don't, I'm not entirely sure to be fair. But either way, this guy doesn't deserve to be treated like this. Karen kind of maneuvers him into this hallway where he can lock the door behind her. But the problem is that door has windows and all these people crowd in and they're kind of cornering him. Well, he is just cornered. He has nowhere to run. Well, there is the other door on the other side, but there's not people on both sides, but he's, he's pretty cornered. But I think at this point, he just doesn't want to run anymore. He's been running. These people have been after him and it's scary because this sequence goes on for a a good fairly long while where they someone sees him in the white gown and they think he's michael so they say it's michael and someone's gone yeah and and no one yeah and so they the whole hospital goes after him evil dies tonight yep chanting that which i get the point of it but i still feel like seems hokey it seemed hokey and, and played up, but regardless, they end up chasing him down. I did feel bad for him, too, because literally, I mean, he had his issues, but that he's it was a case of mistaken identity and that mob mentality, which is mm-hmm. it felt like the lesson they were trying to hammer in. Yeah. Like, did you get it? Uh, and they chase him uh, into that one hallway doors on either side that breaking through the glass. He grabs that fire extinguisher and I thought at first he was going to like defend himself. But then once he started breaking the window, I said, oh, Aww. 
They're pretty high up when they end up showing that outside shot. I don't know how up, but decent height. And he breaks the window and climbs out onto the ledge. Uh, and he's looking down as the doors behind him are being broken down by the angry mob. So he takes yeah, what he thought was his only way out and jumps. And then we actually see the aftermath, which was, I don't know, man. That was a lot. There was a lot of uh, his insides on the outside. I was just like, wow. I mean, I don't know if that was supposed to be the point, but I don't, I just, I don't know how I felt about that just in general. It's like, okay. I think it was trying to force those people to see what they had caused. But even then, we don't get to see them really deal with the fact that that wasn't him. We then see these people still gathered together later on and like in different places to go after Michael, but we don't see them really have to deal with the fact that that was. And I mean, hey, this movie at this point is moving fast. We're getting close to the end. Yeah. But maybe this will happen later on where they have to kind of come to terms with the fact that this guy was not that guy. I, I feel a little bit like they have to they're going to have to deal with a lot of stuff in the third movie. To make yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff in this movie pay off because I've got issues still. Wait, when did he uh, when he went to sleep? Is that when Hawkins got his our other flashback where he told the full story? This because I know that she put him to sleep after that. She's like, help my friend out. Give him a double because, you know, that's what they do. They just when Karen comes back into the room, they yell at the nurse to get out of there. I think we're coming up to the part where. Hawkins goes into a bit more detail okay. because this is when he says like it was it was my fault right okay. and I could have shot him but then there's also like two more parts where he has like a talk about it okay. um Loomis comes in and he's like did he kill did he kill again yep then Michael is just outside surrounded by the cops and I think that's all we see at this point and then yeah. later on we we get the details of of his boss saying, give me your gun and I'll give you his. And it was all an accident. Yeah, he was trying to shoot Michael, but he accidentally shot himself. Yeah, he's honestly, like, that's what I thought happened, isn't it? Is what he says. Like, he's like, isn't yeah. that what I thought? And he's like, yeah. And then he gives me he's like, give me your gun. And he's like, don't make it obvious. Just be OK. Yeah. Trade the guns. Yeah. I don't hate that he did that because yeah. it clearly was an accident, but it was whole rough situation there we're getting this talk of Lori. i think she says it but she's like michael and i both can't live oh my god is michael is she his horcrux i you made that <laughs> straight up a harry potter thing and i could i was like let's lose it and i think we have to destroy michael's house Lori's got to die. You have to burn the house and salt the ashes. <laughs> what else? What other what other things? Um, We got to destroy the mask. That's definitely a horcrux. Something has to be done, especially with the mask, though. Not just possibly burned. the coveralls. So I don't in, know, maybe. No, I feel he stole them from some dude that worked. Yeah, but in... he, it's consistent. He wears yeah, them he every did... time. Yeah, but that's because he always just knows, hey, let me go to an auto body shop and kill this <laughs> dude for his jumpsuit. But the mask may be soaked in holy water. We have to make sure that Judith Myers is uh, headstone is in the ground at her gravesite. Correct. Make sure that's not missing. That's why he moves it. Because when it's once it's missing, uh, he's invulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot be killed. Where's her tombstone? God damn, where's her tombstone? 
gotta we gotta figure out his horcruxes then we go to outside michael's house they have that little story again like oh so you knew my dad and he talks about the peyote and i was like all right maybe i thought too much well because i like that at least <laughs> at that time he said that his dad it was sold his it. so ray was the one that was selling it but then they get to the house and she says do you really think i'm going to stay in here and not go after the guy that killed my father and he says no but I'm asking you to. And he goes in alone. Stop. Everyone needs to stop splitting Listen, up. Listen, this is a horror You're already movie. divided enough. You don't divide more. Exactly. How are they going to die if they stay in a group? Uh, well, actually, I take <laughs> that back because wait for like five scenes. But yes, he enters alone and he's literally like, for my sake, you two stay out here and I'll, I'll you know, oh, I'm hopefully I can do this. We didn't talk about the boys. We didn't talk about the actual killing of the Johns. Oh, did they? Re- oh, right. Because they didn't Because well, that's already that. happened. You oh, my God. That. OK, so we did talk about like, oh, Michael's come home. He says that to him. You're right. And then we got the sideline. Michael does look out the window again. As he did when he was a baby, not baby, but you know what I mean. A baby, we baby serial killer. <laughs> we baby boogeyman. Oh yeah, baby boogeyman. So, oh, Big John, that kill I think is my favorite because it was so much. Just his bare oh. hands. Oh, that one. Squeezing the grab. his eyeballs out. So. That was intense. But he's done stuff like that before. I was gonna say Halloween. Four, the one where he's oh you're right yeah not even that one but no within that one in the paramedics he's in the, the two right is it was two? that two well no i thought it was four where he's being transported because it's where they bring him back he's he's completely burned and they're like oh we're transferring yes, him some reason and he the grabs one. the guy and shoves his thumbs on the guy's eyes uh no, well that's doesn't he also do it like through the guy's forehead or something maybe yeah, I mean, I think, I think he may have done like that through some... bone. And I think it's for either way. Michael has been known to shove his fingers um, in your head, eyes. It doesn't matter if you've got a skull or if it's squishy. If he wants his finger in there, he's getting it in there. But just the noises that it made and the blood that comes out of his face. It was just like the, the noises. It was so gross. <laughs> When little John comes in and sees him dead. Where's big John? When he died, where is his body? Upstairs. When, uh-huh. Was he in, near the the record player I, room? Or Because I thought he got yes. killed in the bedroom or something. Didn't he go into like well, a real dark room? That's Cameron who got, I'm jumping ahead. Well, because I'm trying to remember, we had this discussion. They go through several rooms. Right. But the upstairs is so dark. I I know. And the reason I'm asking is because in our little. I don't think it's the bedroom because the bedroom's, I think, too tight of a squeeze. Because when we find their bodies later, I remember specifically that they're in the pose that look like a picture. And I I was arguing that Michael uh, placed them there and you were postulating that perhaps they died there. And that's why I was like, where did he die? I, I want to know okay. where you bit I it. didn't say that they I died there. Posh, I said it could have. I okay. said that the one was dead and then the other one was oh, possibly to moved him. to like hold him as he was dying because okay. I missed the picture. Now I have seen the photo and mm-hmm. I understand. Yes, that is the case. Oh, okay. But this is very interesting to me because Michael does turn on music. He does that and he poses them in the in the way that they were in the photo. And that is a very like loving pose. So it's like, is Michael also romantic? It's just, just like, I'm, I don't know what the 
what he's thinking. That's my thing. And I know he's supposed to be like pure evil, but at some point I'm just like, what's going like some times you just <laughs> what's go, the goal for that one? Yeah. Like, is he just making different pieces of art? Like, is that literally what he is? Like, that's why he must admire his work. Like sometimes this is the, oh, pose. You did the other times. <laughs> yeah. And other times, you know, Oh, look, I pinned him to the wall or I arranged the bot. Like what? I don't like why. And, and when he freaking shish kebab, the old guy, in the in the beginning, and you said, I still think he was just being weird. I don't know when he was using the guy as a human knife rack. I just yeah. don't. I, I thought I, he was just doing it to taunt, uh, torture the wife. It could be when he made him a big old porcupine. I, I believe it. That works too. But I'm just like, what is? Yeah, some people who what is it? How does he decide who lives, who dies? who he's going to attack and who he's going to kill. And then who he's going to like dress up, make a little diorama. We're going to discuss also little John. Cause I asked for, I interrupted. I think he just, he runs up to him. I don't remember. He's how all bloody. John. He's already dead. He stands up. He's like, Michael, you've come home. And uh, then what happened? I don't know. He stabs him. I think well, either way they die and they get arranged in a pose. <laughs> yes. Back to the crew outside. Lonnie goes in by himself. We hear a gunshot. Literally, like th- two, three seconds after he goes into the door, and they're like, a door shuts. One, two, poof, gunshot. They're like, oh, that was fast. We got to go in. Dude, but so how they did ru- he get him up there? Yes, I was going to say, in the time it took them, and he like scrunched him in. I don't. He's in the attic. The hang. Yeah, it's got that pull down so, steps. Yeah. And he, he was like, he put him on the stairs and arranged it so that when it went up, it would smush his body so you could still see it. But how does, how do the stairs stay up? Why would they close it all? I don't, I don't know, know how this works. Listen, this is the Myers house. He knows this thing inside out. When he was a kid, he used to mess with that thing all the time. Oh, yeah. Solved. <laughs> Checkmate. But yeah, so the gunshot, they're like, oh, no, let's go in. So Cameron and, and Allison... Uh, going Allison rocking that shotgun. I wasn't sure if I trusted her with it. Good call. Man, people should be given guns in some of these movies. Like, <laughs> and they go to investigate and try and find his dad. Allison is looking at one thing and Cameron walks down the hallway. And that's when the blood drips on him. And he looks up and sees his fucking dad. Uh, and then Michael pops out and just starts beating the crap out of Cameron, right? Oh, yeah, he's beating him up real good. And then his head ends up going like into the like wood slats that separate the that hall from the stairs. Yeah. Allison tries to help, but he tosses Allison down the stairs and she like breaks her leg. And she's like, ah, and he oh, is just bashing his head yeah. down and he's... over and over and over again yeah, between the floor he's... and the actual railing because yeah. he got Cameron's head between it. He's lifting Cameron up and down, like bashing him uh, back and forth mm-hmm. uh, until there's he's bloody and he drops him because yeah, Allison's like, kill me. Come at me. Come get me, motherfucker. I'm and brave. she's screaming. And you know who she sounds like? Think think of someone that screams a lot in maybe, I don't know, a scary movie. And scream? Who was screaming? All no, oh, scary he, movie. 
I mean, like scary movie. This yes, different. she sounds like what's oh, her face? Oh, uh, the one she, who plays the actual main character in yeah, Cindy. Oh, is her character's name Cindy? I think so. So close to Sydney. What's her that, name? That would make sense. Anna Ferris. Uh, Anna Ferris. When she says, "Come get me, motherfucker," she sounds like Anna Ferris from Scary Movie. It only is like for a little bit of her screaming, but it just reminded me of that. Michael comes down the stairs. But he's not done with Cameron yet. Yeah. And I called that at least when he was coming down. I was like, he's going to stop on the stairs next to him. And he did. (laughs) And did a little uh, readjustment of his spine. I knew it. Uh, Once he's he once he like she turns, she's like, no. And he grabs his head. I was like, he's going to fucking like twist it backward and then twist his head clean backward. I was like, oh, gnarly. Call it. But Cameron, another one bites the dust. And then he goes after Allison. And just when it seems that she was about to be uh, slayed, Pitfork comes in. But this time it's Karen. And she's gotcha. like, did she say that again? Yep. And it's probably, I feel like she says, okay, that's her line. So she gotchas Michael with a pitchfork. Uh, then she yanks off his mask, right? Is this the part where they, or no, they, they go into the street and they tussle. When does she get the mask off? I think it's then. Grabs his mask. Or manages to rip it off, runs into the street and tells him to come get her. And he was standing there. And then we get the back shots as he's like walking after her uh, without the mask. We never see his face. She walks quite a bit. I think she runs like a block over almost like through it's some familiar. Stuff. The same area that we've been getting these flashbacks from just really close to the Myers house. My issue here is that Allison could have stabbed him a couple more times. He was on the ground. Karen could have got him a couple more times with that pitchfork. It was real satisfying for that to happen, though, regardless. But my thing is do it a couple more times. You know, there's no one knows about the double tap in Halloween. In the case of Michael Myers, I feel like there's no such thing as overkill, meaning overkill him. Like, make sure he's well done. I get it. You know, nuke him, toss his body into the sun, pull off a limb. Maybe saw his head off. I always off. thought my thought was like, yo, what if you just sawed their head off and then put it in a box and then like hit it somewhere? And then I <laughs> actually I thought like because hey, I was like, how would you make sure he doesn't come back? And I was like, well, what if you then you take off all his limbs too? And I was like, you scatter him. <laughs> come back now. <laughs> We're pretty much in the home stretch here. Yeah, she runs off and then everyone comes out. Sheriff Brackett, it says it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare and everyone's hamming it up. But I guess when you feel like you have this much of an upper hand, you would ham it up. I don't know if I would have as bracket, though, because this is the guy that killed my daughter. Yeah, I think that line is a little silly for him. It's to Halloween. Say. Everyone's entitled to one scare. I just, just be like, fuck you. Just this you- is for Annie. Yeah, like- exactly. Something like that. Straight up. Yeah. At least Marion had the had the right answer. This is for Dr. Loomis. Yeah. Right. That was a good one. Now, as all of these people are Power Rangers style beating up Michael Myers and he has no mask on they're they're taking their hits. But we're hearing Lori and Hawkins drop some knowledge. Now, this is where it gets a little uh, interesting. That's one way. The more he kills, the more he transcends. And I'm like, if only they were hearing her right now. And Hawkins says, if only we knew then what we know now, 
Fear is the true curse of Michael Myers. Yeah. And clearly these people are fearful. Like what they, the way that they've been acting is out of fear. It's not out of bravery. It's not well thought out. Like this is what feels like scrambling. Michael gets in a couple good slashes in a second. Did he somehow get the knife out of his back from Karen? I don't know. I never thought about because that. She stabs him in the back. Because did you mention yeah, that part? T- I didn't, but they're all getting their hits in. He's on the ground. Tommy tells her, hey, it's okay. You're good. Just go. We'll she let him into year. a trap. She takes the knife. She gets some good in the back. She walks away. She's with her daughter. And that's when she gives the line back to her. He's always with us, isn't he? Or he'll always be with us, won't he? Like, even if we can't see him. And this time they're referring to Michael. Now, Lori keeps going on about this new sort of lore that Michael has. Yeah. And her lines. And this is how Mm -hmm. they start to close it out. You know, I always thought Michael Myers was flesh and blood, just like you and me. But a mortal man could not have survived what he's lived through. The more he kills, Mm -hmm. as you said, the more he transcends into something else impossible to defeat. Fear. People are afraid. That is the true curse of Michael, which sounds, again, a little hammy to me. Because I'm like, is this really? Did you suddenly become, preach the philosophy of Michael Myers? Also, she's been in the freaking hospital this whole movie. You were not even out there. I thought that was was what I wanted to see. Lori says you can't defeat it with brute force. And then yeah, she says it is the essence of evil, the anchor that divides us. It is the terror that grows stronger when we try to hide. If they don't so, stop him tonight. Oh, go ahead. No, no finish your thing. Because literally the next part will be. They don't stop him tonight. Maybe it'll be next Halloween or when in the dark when someone's alone. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't close your eyes and pretend he isn't there because he is. But my idea with that is, is Michael Myers like Tinkerbell? Like if you stop believing in him, they stop having the powers. So Freddy Krueger. Yeah, exactly. It's a fairly common. I'm not, I'm not as fan of that because it seems like they, I almost enjoyed the fact that there was something supernatural about Michael, but you, well, it was never like a, into that, but it was never like you could explain it. It was just like he was this force of evil. And now that we're trying to explain it and get down to how it's happening, I feel like this is midi chlorians from Star Wars about the force. Like, no, it was good. It was it. We got it. You. And then this is like, no, now we're going to tell you every time you have a nightmare about Michael, he gains like what? But how can you defeat something if you don't know why it is what it is? True, because I guess they need to kill him in the next one. So what, she's just going to say, I'm not afraid anymore. And then she stabs him and he dies. Or they, she takes herself with him and they like go off. A, they they both go off the tower. Well, hold on, because I I have some thoughts. We'll get to that in a sec. But they're celebrating a little too early. And then somehow Michael has a knife when we go back to him. What what happens? And I wonder yeah. if it's the knife from his own back. It might have been. But she it. got him kind of higher up. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't have He's long got arms. reach. I don't. So and then he could he could touch blade and it wouldn't fucking bother him. So what am I yeah. trying to rationalize yeah, Everyone here? beats the crap out of him at one but point. But then he takes them all down, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Just one by one. They're moving in and suddenly he's oh, taken. And it gets that that nice guy. close up on the guy's neck and, and just, just like blood. blood. I like that one guy shoots Michael like six times 
he slices he the guy's his wrist. Arm. Yeah, like, and the guy still shoots him. So it seems like, oh, he's definitely dead. And then no, after it implies that he might be dead, and we get that speech. Then he goes full badass and starts slicing and dicing. Gets and Tommy, everybody, brackets everybody, everybody, everyone that surrounded him in that area. I think there's only two characters that were like named there, and it was Tommy and Bracket. I think the yeah. rest were just random mob people but yeah bracket gets it and then tommy tommy i believe i don't know if he gets stabbed first because he goes down but i yeah. the one thing i do remember is they kept always showing his bat had a name i don't remember what it was huckleberry huckleberry they would always zoom in on the name I'm like there's a chance michael and once michael got the bat i immediately knew like yeah this is going to be one of those circular things he gets killed with his own bat and there's yeah. a nice splatter of blood is Michael bashes Tommy's brains in with a bass. We got the back at the house. Oh, unless you have something to talk about that. So looking at that scene with the way that they all thought they had Michael down and then he knocks out all of them, just like he took out all of the firefighters. Mm -hmm. My issue with that is that makes the scene where he gets arrested very unbelievable. He has all of these cops aimed at him and he just stands there in the front lawn. I don't believe that. Now, I know there's this point where Loomis is aiming the gun, and this is what Hawkins did. Loomis is ha- aiming the gun, ready to shoot him. Hawkins knocks it out of the way because he tells Lori at that point, when I looked at him, I saw that that was someone's baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, but that didn't stop you from shooting at him the other four times that you did. So now why are you having this heart but I guess it's just because he accidentally just killed someone. So he doesn't yeah. want another life to be added onto that. But then they like kick Michael down and get him cuffed and taken. My take on that uh-huh. was that Michael let himself be taken then. And this is why I'm like, I don't know what Michael's after. So in the original, he went home and then he went after Lori. That became his obsession. In 2018. Still kind of seems that way, but also not he was on a rampage home it was all he was in 2018 i didn't seem like he was going to Lori. he wasn't it's just he got pointed in her direction so Mm -hmm. in this one verified that where he was just heading home until sartain did his thing this one michael's still just trying to head home he's not going after Lori at all so i definitely think that i don't know why what changed why he seemed like his to be his obsession in the original and in this one he just doesn't i mean like you know he attacks people to come at him but he's he's not going Mm -hmm. after laurie in this one and i think you know she's that could be part of her character arc where she's so wrapped up into thinking this was a thing and maybe he didn't even but she she eventually says that it's not like they come to terms with it's not about her anymore i believe in this one but now everyone thinks that michael is gone because they're uh, two blocks over and don't know what just happened. Karen goes upstairs because when she looks up to Judith's room, she sees Michael. Young Michael. But Michael as a child Mm -hmm. in the clown costume, I believe. And she goes up there to stand where he stood to look out over Haddonfield, but also look like at herself. And I was like, oh, shit. This is when she gets stabby. Like, is she somehow going to pick up the mantle she was hoping karen was gonna turn to the next michael myers well you wanted cameron now you wanted karen (laughs) 
Well, Cameron's dead. Rest in peace. Sorry, I was so mean to you. You thought Karen was gonna die. I did. And I was like, yeah, I could see it, and she did. Yeah. Suddenly, he pops up behind her, and uh, stab, 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 and then he looks out the window, uh, or not out the window, but at his own reflection, and the movie's over. So that's our breakdown of the movie in general, from beginning to end. Now we have things. At least I have things to discuss. I'm listening. I, I talked about this. I had issues with Hawkins flashbacks. Now, interesting. Gave me some stuff I didn't know about Hawkins. Great. We know about his motivations. Who gives a fuck? I <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way in that this is all set up with no payoff. And maybe they're setting it up for the sequel. So we'll have some sort of arc. But I think like. This movie spent so much of its time specifically on Hawkins' backstory and the flashback and how it affected him. And then he stood in the bed the whole time. I just thought like, well, I feel like this, it just seemed like a waste of space. As much as I liked it, it just didn't seem relevant. And if you're setting up stuff, like make this movie stand on its own instead of it literally is, I don't know that it just felt, out of place because it was all that and i was expecting him to have a bigger role when we're learning more about like okay he wants to do it and now it's just no now you have to stay tuned for the next movie i was like he got shelved laurie got shelved Lindsay got shelved yeah so i think they're gonna be like our big three hopefully i mean some original person has to fucking live i would hope i think or do they all have to die because they're all the you're right um laurie my prediction laurie bites it but, so but I think Michael. her and Michael go down together. Yeah, I think that's almost expected for me. But then what if it's too expected and that's not what happens? I, and then I get subverted. And as long as they do whatever they do well, I'm OK with it. Yeah. But right now, I'm as if it seems like it's going par for the course, uh, Lori and Michael take each other out. I think with the flashbacks, we could have just had that first one. It could have ended with Michael getting away after Hawkins accidentally shot his partner and him being too wrapped up in trying to save him, maybe applying some pressure. I don't know. I think that would have been fine. We didn't need the old gun switcheroo. Like, but definitely that scene. I just would have believed that they let Hawkins be okay with it because like not face consequences because clearly he was trying to shoot Michael. Mm-hmm. especially even, back then like i don't think it would have even been a second thought or even if he had faced consequences you can say he faced that in the subsequent 40 years since we don't know what happened you can say that 10 years he got you know was shit on in this force and had to work his way back up or something but because yeah. either way we didn't need he had to that. prove himself he yeah, had you, like he could have had consequences that was all just to be like okay see he didn't have consequences and i'm like okay but you could we didn't need that. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, like how, how Michael could take in all these people. I think like I, he was letting himself be taken because when he wants to fight, he fights. And as we see, like murders, unless there was something different than the cops that he I don't know. Maybe he saw that getting caught, getting taken in was a way to live, you know, because mm-hmm. he had already been in custody. So why not just go back? Because it was something that he knew. But the way that now we've seen these like reflections of Michael and the way that they're kind of being, I don't know, like, I don't want to say whimsical about him. 
and the way that he thinks or like the way that he no, it's more romanticizes like, his house to himself. It, it is sort of fantasticizing. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you mean, though. It's it's reminding me of the Rob Zombie Halloween and not in a good way, right? because that's where he Michael has these like dreams of his mother and the mother is like with a white horse and he sees all of these like visions and his dreams. And then in the second Halloween, Rob Zombie Halloween, he like talks with his mother who's dead because she kills herself. And I don't know, like this reminded me of that because I think because in that version, adult Michael sees the child Michael, I believe I could. I don't know. Like at this point, I've been I've ingested so much Halloween content that it is a little bit bleeding over. Uh, on top of what you're saying, I agree. Just because in this one, they discuss more. I believe it was uh, Lori and Hawkins talking, but they're they're discussing Michael. And someone says like, "Well, really, he's a six year old in the body of a man, but with like the harder mind of a wild animal, something like that." Oh, it's like, yeah. well, that's. An, and it was, that was almost like he, uh, humanizing him. And I know that that's okay, but it's just, I'm not sure what they want me to, to make of Michael now. I, I always yeah. had them as this like unstoppable force of evil, which was fine because that was it. But now they're like, but he's secretly fueled by like, we're, we're adding in these new things and I'm okay with things changing. I just hope it doesn't come down to something as predictable as that or there's more mm-hmm. to that otherwise i don't know i liked how badass michael was in this one yeah that's that's definitely a plus he seems like finally like why you would be scared of him because man i'm interested to see where they go i may be pleasantly surprised and i know I'm, i want to want to see the third one anyway because I, I i love halloween i love michael myers uh, and this one was fun it was I left that theater. I was so happy. It was so exciting. I think it was a good movie, but I don't, it doesn't stand alone at all. Mm-hmm. I will never not watch it. <laughs> like if I'm spooky season, I'm always oh, going to watch this movie. Moving I get it forward. It's so fun. We need the third act to understand the arc of this one to see where this one falls, because I don't know if it really added anything to the story except to show how badass Michael is. Like the other ones had purposes and the 2018, yeah. yeah, it was to reintroduce him, but you know, to get Lori Strode, all that stuff. And in theory, it could have been a one-off where she conquered her fears. Um, mm-hmm. If they went with him dying, even though they hinted with the, the breathing. Well, no one's ever going to do a one-off ever yeah. again. Well, <laughs> I know, but in theory, if it didn't make its money, it probably would have been a one-off. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it had to be self-contained. Now that they know the trailer, they did the second, or they got a trilogy. They're doing the second one. And I think like, what is the purpose of this one? Like what, who's the main, who's the main character? It's not Lori. In my of opinion. This one, of this I one. I think it's of this Michael. Movie. I think and it's I, Michael. I think so too. And Michael in the town. But then like, so normally with, uh, in a, a, tra- a typical story, you know, the story arc um, what changes about these characters? What changes about Michael in this movie? Uh, his no. skill set. Yeah, and like, <laughs> but nothing apart from we may learn nothing a about, about nothing like character wise. Yeah, that's what I mean. But and what, then what does the town but learn? But we've never had a character 
of Michael, really. Exactly. But with the town, the town they, has been cracked open. Yeah. The town, their fears have been unlocked. And, and for, I, for most of them, they didn't learn. They didn't change because they got killed. Yeah. But <laughs> I think the town has been put back 40 years oh, now. Yeah, I get that. And but- I think, like like I said, I, I think that the, the house is going to be the most important thing. If this house ends up being on some like fucking burial ground or some shit i'm quitting i'm gonna be pissed i'm gonna no be i i feel like because that's such a tropey trope like that's, that's the one of the that's trope. the biggest trope yeah i think oh it was a rainy thing and it was built on an ancient indian burial ground i thought about this for a half a second yeah i no. just i don't know but the house seems so important and like i said before the house has a new coat of paint it looks good and it's like the town is like it's they're trying to pretend that it's this nice place that there's nothing wrong but underneath there's still that evil so i think then more it's almost like the town is the main character of this one because it's not lord it, i guess just the citizens yeah. of haddonfield because really that's the only thing that's changed in this one Lori's. I mean, she's important, but she's grown. Yeah, true. She doesn't play a part in any of the actual central main storyline. Yeah. Like she deals with the subplots. Mm -hmm. But other than that, Tommy deals more with the primary plot. And his 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 lesson was, oh, man, I must have I may have fucked up. And then he died. (laughs) He learned a lesson in the last like five seconds of his life. Because I, I wrote in my notes, who is the goddamn main character? Because I thought Michael, and because we get we're with him the most. But like mm-hmm. in terms of like, yeah, it's cool to watch him kick ass. But is there more? And I, we talked about more just in general. But this is me. As yeah. I said, I get nitpicky on story and as my, I love it. But I was just like, what is, you know, and I, I also felt a little sad that like the, the past survivors I know it felt like even they weren't at I put it we just spent so much time jumping between so many characters that it was hard to really fixate and, and connect with anyone and then the characters that were out actually like doing the mobs all get killed so I was like oh we got we got you know uh, Lindsay but she's shelved after one encounter we get the the couple from the last movie. Oh, killed on the first encounter. Oh, it's the nurse from the original. She's killed first encounter. Like everyone's just dying off. And I was like, cool. I mean, it's fun. It's cool. But also I was like, yeah. well, damn, who am I? Who am I following here? It's just like, yeah, that was, I think, one of my gripes. It's a combination of gripes. And that's a fair thing to say. There's a lot going on. And it seems kind of surface level or well, it would seem that it's all surface level if we didn't get those little uh, nuggets of speeches and those those different lines from the different characters. But and those nuggets of speeches, though, usually felt like the writer rather than the characters, because those were the times where it didn't feel like them. That's why I was like, you know, that's what. Yeah, ah, that's what eventually. Like Lori at the end, I believed what she was saying because yeah, she's got the sap in her and she's got the the feels. Like I believe that. But oh, no, I'm all down for that. She's badass and, I, and she'll probably I mean she's most likely going to be the protagonist unless they try and switch it out and kill her scream style at the beginning. 
subvert us and have Allison. Well, she already, they're going to find out that their daughter or Lori's going to find out her daughter's dead. Michael killed her. Allison's going to find out her mom is dead. Michael killed her. How do you think he's going to set up her body? He's going to do something with Karen's body. Do you think he's going to like put her at Judith's grave or something? Trying to think because I remember he moved the headstone and put it over the bed when yep. he displayed. He's going to do something with her body. And yeah. like, I, w- and I just wonder if, yes. And I wonder if it's killing her as some sort of offering or sacrifice, um, like for his sister or to his sister something like that because she says i'm an innocent person like i'm just like your sister yeah, like she, did she say that. said that to michael but then later i believe she also said no one's innocent or something like they're none of us are innocent and i think that was after she stabbed michael with the knife and she's on the steps with her with allison i think yeah. she said something about that where it it circled back do you have any predictions anything you wish would have happened differently any final thoughts well i just gave one i think he's gonna set up set up karen's body and something to do with judith i'm almost wondering if allison's role will be bigger in the next one i mean she's been there throughout in the, these first two but i'm wondering if it'll be kind of like a passing of the torch generation thing especially knowing that her mom was who's murdered who's passing the torch glory to, to allison Oh, not Michael to Allison. You really want Allison? So, okay, is this your new prediction? Allison gets stabby. Because I, I was know. thinking Lori. No, kind I of, think Allison's like, oh, I'm gonna become kind of like Lori more than you know to honor my mom and my dad and my boyfriend. Yeah, because literally, if you think about it, I mean, it sucks for Lori what's happening, but for Allison, all her friends, mm-hmm. she is the new Lori in that sense because her friends get her ex-boyfriend other guy all her all her friends got murdered then her dad got murdered her mom just got murdered she's got nobody she's worse off than Lori, honestly so in a sense like that's why i mean like passing of the torch may not be a fun torch to bear do you think hawkins will live oh man that's actually because then that's the other trope now i'm thinking if uh hawkins will try and take out michael and die in the process like Lori's about to do Take it out and michael Hawk- to save her yeah like she's gonna do it and he's just like no and limps it has his- to be me exactly one of those sort of no and then allison's like come on grandma let's survive after he and michael fall off the top of that tower in haddonfield <laughs> oh yeah That'll be a great scene to watch. (laughs) In slow motion, too. Yeah. Uh, That'll be a a long scene Uh, to watch. Well, yeah, that's my predictions. If I'm right. That's your prediction? Someone else also gets me a hot chocolate. I don't know. Think about (laughs) it. (laughs) It's my Hail Mary, though. That um, I don't see that one. uh, Yeah. I think that the whole town needs to burn down. Let's go Carrie style on this thing. Just, Hmm? yep. Whole thing. All right. Up in flames. Bye bye. Bye bye, Haddonfield. Mark it off the map. Change the name. Never, never rebuild anything there again. Do you think, and this is a big one though, because even though I say that she takes him out, do you think they're going to kill off Michael? Like, or have some implication that he's truly dead or leave it in a way that it looks like he's dead, but they can. 
throw his ass through a wood chipper. All right. And we literally have to watch like from one end to the other, him getting a split, yeah. like a bunch of pieces. And then the yeah. coroner comes and he gets the teeth and they're like, we've compared the dental records and it's definitely <laughs> him. And then they burn the pieces and salt the earth. I feel like it has to. He has to die. It can't end. Halloween can't end without the death of Michael Myers. Unless it's um, no. What's he going to do? Go hang out at the grocery store, go back into lockdown in some facility. Like, I don't I don't see a world that Michael could just exist in. Well, and all in the other ones, he existed like he disappeared for like years. And then one day he's like, surprise. I think in H2O, wasn't that the idea? He literally was gone for like, oh, no, she changed her name and he found her. That's right. But then. But begs the question, what the hell was Michael Myers doing for 20 years and before he found Lori? Like what? I mean, this one, he's in the hospital. Eating some dogs. Yeah, that's right. Staring at windows is a reflection. Yeah, he just really likes Mulan. Or he sings the other Christina Aguilera song. Don't look at me. You are beautiful. Um, and that's how he just mm-hmm, hides himself. Mm-hmm. What you're saying could be true. I'm just That worried. he doesn't actually go away. He just kind of or he doesn't end. He just kind of hibernates for a little while. Lori says that he would come back. Like, we can't get rid of him. He'll come back. If not now, like maybe next Halloween or in the dark when someone's alone. Like those those little tropes. Like maybe those little moments where mm-hmm. Michael would make himself known. Just meta-wise, if it's doing well. Would they want to kill off, you know, the actual iconic villain, you know, because then, oh, OK, no more Halloween or at least it would be different because, I mean, Halloween three, the season of the witch, that was when they tried to say, OK, let's let's switch from Michael Myers. He's had his run, do something else. And the fans rioted. What's to say they're going to let the Halloween name live on if it doesn't have Michael Myers attached and they might be thinking, you know, there's some way, you know, that's why I'm also thinking that passing of the torch to Allison. So maybe it ends that he dies, but later on another trilogy is announced. And Allison is, the, you know, the main character. I don't know. I, I could see something else happening, but I think that uh, Blumhouse has enough on their plate where they don't need to uh, squeeze every last bit of juice out of Halloween. Fair. I could, that's just me just thinking, like, I know you love Disney, but God, as a corporation, that's me thinking of Disney. We're like, we got a new cash cow, boys. Time to run it dry. Because you know they do that. You know they do. Disney's not going to sponsor us. No, they would never. <laughs> I mean, look at our content. But Actually, yeah, so we're fine. Yeah, we're not trying to get Disney. Yeah, we always get prequels and backstories, and they're like, well, we can do this, and What about if we make a show out of that? I just think that there's enough other things that we could be doing that we don't need Mm -hmm. to continue on with Halloween because it's something that I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis would be a part of. I don't really want anything Halloween without her. And I don't like Allison that much to care. (laughs) To be fair, her character is pretty. I, yeah, I don't care one way or the other from what I've seen. Like there's no, I have more attachment to Lori simply because of the original and then even 2018 mm-hmm. than I have to Allison. 
That's why when Karen died, I was like, okay, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> it was just... You're like, ah, we could lose her. Yeah. You know? We can trim. They can let Stan lose her. Hawkins, I was pissed. He's probably pretty similar too, but you know, not very complex. Well, at least they gave him some complexity in this one. That's right. That's what they tried to do with all his but flashbacks. A too much. Yeah. I think it was a little too heavy handed there. Hot take. Um, Halloween 2018, Halloween kills. Which is which do you prefer? Mm, I guess 2018 because it's more of a story. I have the same answer. But I can... but I do think uh, Halloween Kills is more fun to watch. And that's I was going to say I it's Halloween 2018. I dug the it had more atmosphere. I think it's because yeah. there's also that foreboding and it's setting it up when it has not full swing. Uh, Halloween kills. It's all full swing, which is cool on its own, but different pacing. This one will be fun to watch just to see all the murder, the killing, the oh yeah, gnarly. Yeah. But 2018, with the exception of my my much uh, my very well known annoyance with the sardine sartain subplot, I enjoy that one. So I think yeah. overall, I'd still watch that one more than kills, but I'll still give kills some rewatches. So now we will be covering one of the Michael Myers young adult novels. There are three of them. I believe that's correct. They are very expensive. So if you have one, better watch out because they're expensive. And she's going to steal it or something. Better watch out. I would like one. It would just be cool. I've started to look when I go to the thrift store just to see if someone like accidentally didn't know what they had and just like gave it away. But the old Myers place is the one we're covering, right? Yes, the old Myers place by Kelly O'Rourke. And I'm very excited. I think it'll be fun. Yep. I'm excited, actually. Well, yeah, I'm just excited. And then that's where we end with Halloween for now until uh, next year, I guess. Or until the mood strikes again. We'll see. Thanks for listening. As always, until next time.